All right, here we are. We are at the uh, Master Plan for Raising Healthy Kids and Adult Summit and Expo. Let's see if you can read that. There it is. Uh, it is in Phoenix, Hilton at the peak, November 3rd through 5th. Uh, today is the 3rd of November. For those of you listening or watching live, about to join us. Uh, thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner uh, for plugging us all in. Um, today's show is going to be a, a potpourri of adventurous healing doctors and non-doctors. We'll see who shows up. Uh, there's a lot of old friends that I'm catching up with here. And uh, so it'll surprise me. If you guys enjoy the unknown, today is a show for that. Live on the Robert Scabell Show from Phoenix, Arizona. No, not all the way to Tacoma. <laughs> but I'm here and you're there, which is here. Thank you for being here. Super Don, let's kick this in the gear at robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room or wherever you're watching. Say hi, and we'll be right back with the beginning of the show. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Oh, hello. Another exciting adventure into broadcast healing here at a live event, a remote broadcast in Phoenix, Arizona. And if you'd like to stop by, yes, it happens. You're like, whoa, I didn't know that was going on in Phoenix, Arizona. We are at the Phoenix Hilton at the peak today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And I'll be emceeing tomorrow and Sunday. Today I uh, uh, had a speak, uh, a speak. I had a speak. <laughs> I can't speak. Oh, that's a good start to the show, Super Don. Uh, I had a talk to give to uh, to doctors this morning. Uh, there's a, a functional medicine slash autism track, and uh, I wanted to uh, give perspective on dealing with infection and inflammation without drugs, uh, which you know even what we call integrative and and uh, more holistically inclined doctors will often still utilize medications because not because they're bad people, because a lot of them, they just don't know. They don't know a way to mitigate and navigate infection and inflammation without those medicines, even if they don't want to use them. And so the, the lost art of healing in nature is something that I love to bring to the people everywhere I go. And if there's a receptive audience, you'll probably find me talking about it because I have a bit of a passion for it. Uh, so the next couple hours, we could have some surprise guests which means I don't even know until they get here that they're on. <laughs> and so we'll see what happens there. We've got a number of stories Super Don sent my way. We've got some questions of the day. And yes, again, once again, we have the homeopathic hits and uh, we'll keep on hitting. And uh, I think today it, uh, it's a metal, a homeopathic. So it's, it's definitely a rock metal kind of hit. I don't know if it's a heavy metal. Technically, it could be. Uh, but we'll see what kind of uh, music that we have accompanying it today. So let's see, we got news from factory farmed organic chickens, which is kind of an oxymoron. Uh, let's see, questions related to glaucoma cataracts. I'm just looking ahead here. Uh, eating fish with plastic. Oh, is healthy human right? I love those deep philosophical questions. So we'll hit that as well. And uh, anything else? Big Pharma wants to do what? It, nothing surprises me about what Big Pharma wants to do. Uh, just so you know, also, uh, behind the scenes, whatever that means to you, because we're really open and transparent. I think we technically, we let you in on stuff or like people, why are you telling me that? That's too much information. Uh, we're working on a, a, a summit, if you will, one of those online summits where I interview a lot of people, experts in their field 
about topics. And, you know, the ongoing discussion and concern for many of you, uh, rightfully so, is it, it's sort of umbrellaed in, in, ter- in terms of long, cord, long, long COVID symptomatology, whether you uh, believe in COVID or not or think it's this or that. The fact is we're being exposed to a lot of things through vectors of injection and or shedding and spreading. And a lot of symptoms associated with chronic degradation diseases have been made more intense or worse. And so I want to uh, work on getting you the best information beyond even what I can do on this show two hours a day, five days a week live and an additional hour on Sundays when we do our Sunday conversation. So here we are in uh, Arizona, and I'm hoping that uh, you'll be considerable uh, or considering joining us here if you're in the neighborhood. If you're in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Gilbert, wherever you are, come on over to the Hilton at uh, Hilton Phoenix Hilton at the peak, and we'll uh, we'll see you here. In the meantime, your free ticket in is the Robert Scott Bell Show. So, uh, Super Don, are you able to open up your microphone? It's one of those things, a casual opening here is uh, I'm trying to get, get my, uh, uh, my, my uh, show legs about me. I've uh, been pulled in so many directions this morning. I'm amazed that I'm on the air. <laughs> Welcome to the West Coast. Thank you. I'm on your time zone, my brother. That's right. Phoenix, Arizona, where it's currently 80 degrees, you said? Dude, it's it's so nice. I want to be outside, and I'm going to sneak out as soon as the show's over. Not that I don't uh, like being here. I do. But my uh, preference would be doing an outdoor show like today in a convertible and uh, just enjoying the vitamin D that we could create just by being in the sun. But, yeah, this is why people winter in Arizona right now as opposed to the triple digits we were talking about the other day when you were driving through in the summer. Oh yeah, that's so, a it's a very yeah. common thing, especially like in the area that I live here, mm-hmm. where people they they call them snowbirds. That's right, snowbirds. So you know, right about this time of year, they're packing up the RV and getting ready to head to uh, Arizona or areas like that mm-hmm. for the winter. Yeah, because I can remember when I lived in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You have to you know think I I've lived on the West Coast for all my life. Mm-hmm. Um. Lived in the San Francisco Bay Area for a long time, but then yeah. moved up moved up here to Oregon in 93, and for the most part have been here that entire time. So I've gotten used to, you know, seasons, and winter is cold and snow, right? I was in Louisiana for Christmas one year. Yeah. And it was Christmas time, and it was 80 degrees outside. Ah. And I was just like... This is weird, but it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I I kind of enjoyed it. You know, it's like, hey, there's no rain. There's no cold. You know, you can run around. And it reminded me of those pictures you used to send me on Christmas when. Yes, back in the day. My my teeth were chattering and I was bundled up and everything like that. And you're running around on the beach. Yeah, but see how much I cared about you. I had to share in your cold adventures in the winter by moving into the mountains. Yeah, you didn't share anything uh, with the cold adventures. You were you were in uh, shorts and and uh, enjoying the beach, which I yeah. And there's a there's actually a water park at this hotel, like slides, water slides and stuff. I'm like, nice. I wonder if I can sneak away and 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 have some silly fun. That would be great. Shout out to mom. Hi mom, love you mom. She's watching back home in Hotlanta. And Lourdes Lavoy, Lourdes, we miss you. We wish you were here. It's a short trip across I-10 to get here. I think from the L.A. basin. But uh, looking forward to seeing Lourdes and Chris Lavoy again at an event near you or them. 
Uh, we might have some more events to add, including in Southern California in the new year. I've got to talk to uh, some folks about that, confirming it. But yeah, as we talk about these upcoming events all the time, and then we end up at them. It's no longer an upcoming event. I'm here in Phoenix doing this sure. thing. And uh, this morning, as I said, I, I, I was made aware a couple of days ago that I was going to be the opening talk uh, for the um, integrative medicine track. And um, uh, Dr. Henry Ely, uh, who we've had on, Dr. H, he's amazing, Henry. He's uh, a dynamo. And he talked because uh, he had to do, uh, there's a court case pending uh, medical freedom stuff that he's dealing with. And so he asked if we could switch so he could he could go first. And uh, he did. And it was uh, amazing. He talked about the family, uh, commitment to family. As I got Sierra photobombing here, uh, Scott's daughter, Sierra. Hi, Sierra. She's got a cup on her mouth. I did not put it there. It's And she can still breathe through her nose. So if anybody thinks I'm making this girl wear a mask, I'm not. <laughs> She's just silly that way. Uh, so, uh, but he, he was talking about, very interesting, to open the conference, talking about family, commitment, other things like that, uh, how we are driven. And, you know, the doctors in the room are driven by uh, mission and purpose to help people. And oftentimes that impedes on what we call family life and our commitment to our families. And, you know, one of the things that I mentioned, and, and I certainly could have done this better, um, is is integrating your family into your mission more. In other words, being more communicative of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Now, I've had a lot of leeway from my wife and kids to you know, recognize that I'm doing things that often call me out to the world to travel and be away for uh, significant periods of time. And they have largely supported me in, the, in those efforts, which is wonderful. But at the same time, you know, the, the, there are people that they don't survive those kind of commitments that move you from the family. And uh, he had described how he I think he lost the love of his life, in other words, because he was so dedicated to his mission in healing. And so it was a really powerful and profound message. And I've said it in, in the sense about, you know, when you're raising your kids and you send your kids into uh, public schools or government indoctrination centers, uh, how you can lose them. And you don't realize that they're spending seven, eight hours a day away from you getting indoctrinated with things. You have no earthly idea what they're teaching them. And most of us didn't know what they were teaching them, kind of suspected it until the COVID craziness happened. And, and then suddenly you're having these Zoom calls for uh, classrooms and the parents were witnessing horrific things that were being shared with these kids or what they were being programmed to believe, which is why homeschooling is so very important. In fact, Sierra is, is you're, are you homeschooled now? You're doing homeschool, right? Yeah. I can hear you. You can talk. Yeah. Yes, you can say it loud, like with the diaphragm. They've told you about a diaphragm. Breathe out. Yeah. You hear that from Super Don? We got to hear you. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. I heard. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Uh, so you're enough. being homeschooled because <laughs> I think the schools you went to and tried out some of the things they were teaching you. Your mom and dad said that's just crazy. We don't need you to to learn those things. Do you remember them talking to you about that? Yeah. Exactly. And so now she has developed her own website. And she's selling tumbled rocks on her. What's your website? Oh. Rocks Rock. Rocks Rock. Rocks Rock. Tumbled Rocks. I love tumbled rocks. That was something I was into when I was a kid. And you developed your own website. And how old are you? Twelve. Twelve. You're you're not still eleven. No. Are you sure you're you're twelve? Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah, at twelve years old, she developed her own website to to, to develop a, a way to sell 
Tumbled Rocks. And she's here with her Tumbled Rocks talking about to people, hey, would you like to buy rocks? So she's actually engaged in, in commerce as a young person, well below most years that people would figure this stuff out. And, you know, trying to teach your kids to be what I call entrepreneurial outside of the scholastic system, because very rare do they learn anything about this other than how to be good little good little slaves to the system uh, is, uh, you know, her mom and dad are teaching about the value of freedom and also natural health and healing, which is kind of cool. So I, I bring it around to this discussion of family. Uh, and I'm not saying that every kid of mine, my two kids are going necessarily into natural health and healing, but they certainly understand the principles of it a lot about it. And that's something we've been, you know, overtly engaged in teaching them. So that's another important part of the engagement with the family. But if you go out into the world and they don't understand why you're going out into the world and you're not around, families can struggle to survive that. And so it was a really powerful message for especially, and I don't mean exclusively the healers out there, those who have dedicated their lives to natural health, natural medicine, and helping people to get well, but you're often called away. And, and you know, the priority, the people in the family might think, well, does he care about us? Do they care about us? Right? So engaging in uh, communication is a big part of this. And that was a nice message from Dr. Ely. So I just wanted to throw that out there as something that was in, didn't expect it. You know, when we're talking about biological, physiological reality, he says, I want to talk about family today. And it was very well received. So that was kind of cool. I take another sip. I'm doing a cardio miracle fast today. All right. That was boring. Yeah. What's her name again? Sierra. 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 What's your favorite kind of rock? What's your favorite rock? All of them. All, all of them. Wow. You yeah, like them all. Commit. So why do you like tumbled rocks? Because they're pretty. They're pretty and they're shiny. Yeah. <laughs> do you get to see what the rocks look like before you tumble them? Yeah. <laughs> Looks a lot different, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. So do you know the names of the rocks? No. What, what kind of rocks? Okay. Well, that's the next thing you got to learn. Because <laughs> that's the fun part is being able to know what the different ones are. You don't know what the names of them are? I was I was big into rocks when I was a kid, and I got I got to, I had a big big bag of rocks and got to tumble them and got to see what they look like afterwards. And I've still got them somewhere. I've got a huge box full of tumbled rocks here. They're all really cool. So, do you sell them? Yes. Yeah. How much would a rock cost? A small one's two dollars, and a big one is four dollars. Okay. So, do you take goldbacks if somebody wants to pay you in goldbacks? Yeah. Yeah, she knows about goldbacks. So, uh, how many rocks one, can you get for a goldback? Wow. Well, a big one is about four. So, uh, one goldback yeah. for a big rock, basically. That's the equivalent. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And so it's rocksrock.com. My, my website's called ro Rocks Rock, but it's polished rocks with love. Yes, polished rocks with love, but rocksrock.com or .org or .net, do you know? Polished rock polished with polished rocks with love.com. Oh, polished rocks with rocks love. With love dot com. Dot com. Okay. Okay, thank you. I want, I want to find now it. Everybody will know about it. So, all right, Sierra, well, thank you for being on board and telling everybody about it. You made it a lot more interesting than what I was talking about, family stuff, <laughs> who cares, right? <laughs>
Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right. Can you hand the, the, the headphones to my friend Jonathan Otto? Could you do that for me? That would be awesome. Jonathan right. Otto's on the show. Yeah, well, this is what I told you. We would have surprises today. And right. here we go. Jonathan Otto is going to be joining us momentarily here in Arizona. Yes, I she's very it. cute, Mom. Yes. Yeah. And I am very fortunate to have a supportive family. That is true, too, uh, as well, because, you know, not everybody understands. I won't say the plight, but the mission of a healer that's called out to the world or called to help a patient in the middle of the night or whenever it is. And uh, I think that's the process that I know it sounded boring, Super Don, but it's about engagement. It's about communication. And I was uh, just messing okay. with you. I know. I know you were. I, 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 my feelings weren't hurt that bad. <laughs> being so boring. So Jonathan Otto is having a struggle putting on his headphones here. Let me see if I can get him on here. There he is. Jono, hey, my brother. How are you? Hey, it's so good, good to see you, man. It's so fun to see Jono every time uh, at these events. You never know when he's going to show up uh, from out of the islands or wherever he's hanging out. We were just talking about family, and I know you're a family guy too. Yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Henry Ely was talking about that today in the morning the morning session. Thanks. I got my cameraman too, John. Oh, I, like, man, I got you back. Yeah, thank you. Let me get this a little closer to you so I can All hear right. it. You got my mouth in. But the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Super Don is teasing me because it's a boring topic, but it's an important topic because Henry Ely opened with it. It was I, I was surprised by that as far as the – the integrative medicine track. He's like, you know what? I want to talk about family. I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. okay, this was cool. And so you do a lot of traveling. Yeah. You do a lot. You're committed to helping heal people on planet earth and, and through video. And you have to be out and do that. How have you been able to uh, integrate that into the family? What can you communicate with them so that they're supportive of you and don't feel neglected by the fact that you're being called by the world to help? Wow. Yeah. I think that, you know, with my boy, my four year and a half year old, my two year old, it's, it's too hard to explain what's going on. But with my, my four-year-old, I'll have the conversations with him. I say, Asha, daddy is, is thinking about going on a trip and he's wanting to help people. Uh, and here's the things that some of these people and here's some of their names and here's some of the things that they're suffering with. Do you think I should go and help them? And so then when he says no first and then he says, and I explain more about their stories and then he says, eventually he'll say, yeah, you should go. You should help them. And then and then I'll take some videos and photos and show them and I'll tell the story of what happened to that person and how they got better. And so he's on that journey. And then I explain to him, hey, Asha, we helped those people because you're the one that let me go. And and you that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And you're what makes me happy in life. I do everything for you. And and so there's so much meaning. So meaning to me is the answer. If you want to bring your family, if you want to make it a mission, then 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 add meaning into what you're doing and and communicate that well and even for your wife though think about that um it doesn't always work and, and dr ely's reference to the the talking about family was like he said he lost the love of his life because he didn't put his family first yeah but you know putting your family first doesn't mean you can't go out and work you know mm -hmm. and have to leave from time to time and again it's about engagement it's about bringing them into the mission that's what i kind of felt true yeah yeah it's such a good point and Look, there are some people that are going to listen to this and say, yeah, but my partner's not interested. Mm -hmm. And and they but part of this is it's a dualistic oppositional mindset where in their mind, for, maybe because of them, maybe because of you, maybe because of your dynamic, mm -hmm. you have it has become about 
me or or the mission and it's so because it's me or the mission mm -hmm. then i want you to choose me and i get frustrated when you talk about mission i get frustrated when you go off and do other things right right so it and sometimes in order to then reclaim that you then have to put that aside that mission for a second or at least you know for that date night or for yeah. that date weekend and so you've got to then switch it upside down so that you can prove that like they are first mm -hmm. And and then and then the mission can come back in. Part of the communication is finding out what they perceive that they need mm -hmm. in terms of the support in, the, in in a family setting. And uh, you know, I'm blessed by my wife Nancy being so supportive over the years of just yeah, get out into the world. You need to get out there and do these yep. things. And so that wasn't an issue. But you're right; they're they're very radically different dynamics depending yep. on the kind of you know relationship you have. There's not a one size fits all scenario. Yeah. So the the idea, of course, is that communication. It's about uh, letting them know this is what I'm here for. Is there a way we can connect and, and make that fit together? And, yeah. and and maybe it's different than I would think or you would think. But because you give them an opportunity to say, hey, this is what I need. You're like, oh, I could do that. But yeah. You had no idea. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So that's cool. And, and this is especially relevant because the first story that Superdon threw out to me today is uh, about Big Pharma's shocking move to medicate kids without parental consent. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about the family. It's like uh, the question becomes, who owns your kids? If Big Pharma can bypass mom and dad and go, yeah, we want access to your kids and we're not going to give you access to the information we're interacting with them on about medicating them for mm -hmm. things. It's like you would speak like that about that and say that would never happen in a free country yep. in America. I mean, that sounds like it's a communist thing. Yeah. Yet Big Pharma could care less the form of government we live under as long as they can own and control and dominate it. Doesn't matter what you call it. And yep. so we're seeing more and more of the evidence of uh, our government has been captured by an industry that only looks at our bodies, including our children's bodies, as receptacles for their product. Yep. And the profit coming from the sales of those products might not even come directly out of their pocket, but it comes out of ours indirectly, even yep. if we didn't know we're paying for it, simply because of the, the, the setup, the tax structure and all of that. So it's a long way of saying, folks, you think you have a family, you think your kid, and you don't understand how they're being claimed to be, let's say, owned by other entities. Yeah. And that's so true. part of the things I've had to discuss in addition to, you know, the direct medical stuff and, and, and physiological realities. Like, what about the political and economic realities of ownership of you and your family and your kids? True, true. exactly. And and the, the things that we can control in that are how we pray over our family and how we how we seek to disconnect uh emotionally spiritually from for example the media the movies the tv shows that the fact that the tv like maybe can run our life or or even just a very reactive mindset like the spiritual aspect does need to come first where you mm -hmm. where you say i am my own person i'm sovereign over myself and and over my family and we we make our own choices and mm -hmm. and then there is a power to that and it does make you immovable and because a lot of this is all psyop where where they they they're convincing you that that you don't have power of yourself even though the law doesn't stand for that so they're, they're um you know yeah once if that ever happens then we are in full-blown communism we have no oh, rights man, yeah. and if that ever happened and so you know firstly you don't lose the war in your mind and think oh no that's what's happened oh doom and gloom because that's what they want you to think because then they win they, they beat you in your mind first and then you say no that's not possible that's not true i'm sovereign under god um no weapon formed against me will prosper and 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 then yes, sure. You also lobby for change, and you 
you stand for those things and you get behind people that are that are moving forward that charge against mm-hmm. that but it does start with our, ourselves and we do need to then fully have that that personal mastery check this out this is a story out of arc i don't know what's where super on found this but it's talking about something called carolina care services okay so obviously it's a government sponsored kind of medicare medicaid i don't know on a state level and it says starting november 1st children who are 12 to 17 years old must create new accounts on their website so that they have access to their prescriptions and medications because their parents will no longer have that access i'm like the fact that kids are having to set up websites or go to a website like this so that they can manage their own medication the fact that they're on medication is problematic enough at that age but uh Good Lord, how does this happen in a people that, you know, once loved freedom and somehow we've lost our way? I mean, a big way where the government's now saying to the kids, don't tell your parents. In fact, your parent, your parents will not have access to this. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm not making this up. No, it's so true. And and but the thing is, if you this is where I'm raising our children in, in ways where they are very aware of their rights. They're very, they, they know how to navigate this system and it, it's filled with landmines. We, we do live in a world where there is child trafficking, where, mm-hmm. where child trafficking is also, uh, it's, you know, the, the reality, the truth of this is being suppressed. The fact that it's just horrific what's happening. And so then you have to, you have to, you know, be as wise as a serpent, as harmless yeah. as a dove. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, get, get equipped and, and have your children know how to stand for themselves. But, but to do that, not from a place of fear, but from confidence and say, this is an opportunity yeah. is an opportunity to show the power of God, the power of, um, you know, the will and of love and to stand up against these forces of evil because yeah. evil is pressing in. And this is this, the part of the movie, the story where we stand strong and we beat, beat the bad guy. What would you say about parents that are not, I, I did very bad, bad up in arms about this. I mean, like, you know, if you're coming for my kids, mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm armed and dangerous. Yeah, Don't exactly. mess with my kids. You mess with the kids. I think that's where you cross that line, right? We can deal with, yeah, you want to yell and scream at me or try to do something, to, but my kids, uh, uh-uh. yeah. And, exactly. and, and so you have a government at a state level. And we talk about the federal relationships and the communication between them, the cooperation. Like, I think we've, I think it's a spiritual crisis. Yeah. Nothing less than that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, you're right. How would you allow that? I mean, you don't want your kids being taught things you don't believe in. And yet the government comes in and goes, yeah, we're going to give you drugs. We're going to give you this. We're going to give you access to hormone, gender, all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff too. Ah, oh, man, this that, that's where I kind of almost, you know, we can't be at a loss for words because we broadcast and talk yeah. for a living. But that's where I almost am because you know, the only thing you can think to do is just start cussing and going, I can't believe this is going on. Exactly. You, look, what was really interesting, like, so I take the example of Jesus with this. Mm-hmm. He was during a very, he lived during a very, in, in this world, in a very tyrannical, under a very tyrannical government. They're doing very unjust and cruel things to innocent people yes. uh, under the Roman government and, and even like the, Ju- the Jewish leaders of the time were doing in, unjust, corrupted things. But he was actually, he was, above it as well. Mm-hmm. And so my answer is interesting in that I am in this realm and I'm in this fight, but uh, but my advice, my encouragement is for people to like soar like an eagle over the top right. of it yeah, because it is oppressive energy. Because then you'd say, well, you say this guy, that guy is controlled opposition. But if you really think about what controlled opposition is, it's 
if there is a stimulus, something that aggravates you, upsets you, and it makes you into something that you wouldn't have been mm -hmm. had that stimulus not have affected you, you yeah. are, in that it, sense, controlled opposition. Yeah, that's a very good point, John, because the, the moment you fall prey, and again, I, I'm human. I have yeah, emotions, we right? Are. We are. We can feel these emotions, and I'm not encouraging anybody to suppress emotions, but don't let them rule you because if yeah. you act and engage from those emotions, you're often going to do things that are harmful to you. Unless you, you think you're helping. And so the, what I hear from Jonathan in that moment was just beautiful because well, there's a lot of people say, oh, he's controlled opposition. She, mm -hmm. we, Super Don and I have talked about this and we just roll our eyes. It's like, come on, really? Everybody is. But yeah. the truth is anybody can be at any moment yes. when driven by lower base, you know, uh, let's say urges or impulses, or if you're being manipulated in that moment with incredible anger to do something that is not smart, not wise, there even if the anger is justified. Exactly. And so at that moment, as you point out, you are controlled. You tapped into that so powerfully, Robert, and I was surprised you caught caught it so so eloquently. And you, you Normally these things the go point. right over my head, John. Oh, it's easy. Like, <laughs> I will say that to anyone, and most people will go over their heads. because yeah. Not because it didn't make sense, just yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah, but whatever, shut up. This is, <laughs> no. you know, let me add it. I just want to punch someone in the face and say, right. I get yeah. that. I've been there. Yes. I, that's yes. that's easy for me to be there so i could sure. do that all day long mm -hmm. but you know what it's it it hasn't you know the it, you know love is the only real true motivator mm -hmm. so like let's say for example if we're educating like this if i'm doing it out of anger because they did these bad things mm -hmm. it's actually not love motivation the reason why i'm doing this right now is because there's somebody listening yeah. that needs something in their life and i love them and so that's my motivation. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, I'll say or do or show up in the way that I need to. Love yeah. is the only true motivator. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about uh, love, of course, there are various aspects. I think, it, you know, in, in it was in ancient Greek. They talked about various forms of love, agape, yeah. Yeah. all of that. Yeah. Eros, but I, I, for lack of a better way to say it, I like to talk about divine love or unconditional love. Yeah. Because that's exactly. the way we were loved by that which created us. And I think part of our journey is to, to learn how to do that. Exactly. Uh, live that. It's so true, man. Yeah. It's so true. And then, like, regardless of what worldview somebody comes from, the the life, the history of Jesus, of seeing that he was somebody that was, like, for a Christian, they would say, this is the son of God. Mm. Uh, and it's a powerful concept to just think about that, whether, you know, like, not debating whether or not Jesus was the son of God. I believe that he was. But let's just think about this theme of the the creator actually coming to humanity and then not resisting the evils of humanity. And yeah. instead wholeheartedly saying like everything that you want to say and do, I'm going to, I'm going to let you do that. And you can do that to me. And he allows himself to be crucified. The creator allows himself to be crucified by the creation. And, and that to me is this amazing um, love that is this outpouring that is this sacrifice that, we do this work and we realize that we're so often devastated. There's so many devastating things that are happening along the way, the way. But if we knew that, that our maker, our creator suffered and, and stood in this place mm -hmm. and we had so much meaning around that and that we knew there was an eternity beyond, mm -hmm. we could lay our life down and we could do that from this place. And that motivation would be so pure because it's not based on, we seek for the greatest outcome, mm -hmm. but, but I'm, but I'm not going to like, um, be up in arms until that outcome is achieved. I know that that me being in that place of love and moving forward and, and seeking, uh, you know, reaching out in that way is 
is the thing that I'm called to do. I see the example of my creator who just did everything. In the, in the case of Jesus, he healed mm -hmm. and and then he was re, he was resisted and then rejected and and crucified. But that was all perfect. Mm -hmm. And so it's and then you say, well, this, this is unjust. That's unjust. <laughs> right, like right. this yeah. should not happen. Good it, people should it, not get killed. But is it not then, uh, you know, if, a, if an intelligent creator that knows all uh, created this place, maybe there was a purpose and intent for it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that these things were done. And, and this is the, the hard discussion that I have from time to time because I love talking philosophy with yeah. folks, you know, and, and I don't try to convert people to my belief system. I, I think that's disrespectful other than to, I try to inspire people yeah, to, to, like to dig deeper into their sure. own connection and relationship with and you God. You can probably see that about me too. Uh, where, yeah, where you're it, very much I'm that open way. Open-minded. I get everyone comes from a different Right, point. And it, because it starts with uh, that divine love that we try to uh, uh, attain, if you will, or, or, or live in that state. And it's a, it's a challenge as a human, you know, yeah. in this physical body to do that. Uh, yet there are so many different perspectives and experiences we have on this planet. Now, uh, if we get into theological debates and discussions, and that's not my uh, point of bringing it up, it's just in the belief system, trying to make sense of the world where we see war, right? Yeah. Breaking out all the time and throughout thousands of years of human recorded history, war, war. It's like, you think, are we this just stupid or ignorant or uh, stubborn that we won't learn from the past to realize that, we have more in common than we have that divides us and that we are all created by the same God, even though we have different beliefs about that. At the same time, you go, all right, well, maybe this is a, a testing ground, a proving ground, a school ground yeah. where God goes, all right, have at it. You guys got to figure this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see that there are elements of that for sure. And I think that um, you, the free will is, is such it, it is an incredible gift. It is the only ability that we could ever have to love. And so then you'd say, well, then why would you let bad things happen? And then you, you use a word like just letting it happen as if it was just mm -hmm. uh, so blase. But what if what if it was an intense suffering of 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 the creator mm -hmm. to allow this, but then to know that that's the only way that love can exist? Because if I took away your ability to do evil, I'd also take away your ability to do good. The good, right. Choice is, uh, as I've said, the greatest gift beyond life itself uh, is that choice, that freedom. And I think... It, and then we get into controversies of um, the chosen people, right? Mm -hmm. You've heard that concept uh, of growing up Jewish. We were the chosen people. And then I heard, well, why Why is it they were the chosen people? And then someone had said, because they chose to be, right? Yeah. When you choose God, you know, it's, it's a two-way street. In other oh, words, that's so that good. freedom. And, and that's true of anybody. They could choose that path. But, it, you know, the marketing of these things and the divisions that come about it, it's like it's so disappointing to me. Whereas uh, we could find out. If we were left alone, for the most part, we'd find a way to get along with one another. So, yeah, true, true. And and yes, and then all these difficulties that can come out when people are different to us. And then we, we, could, we, ha we have to deal with those, um, those issues that come from within and, and see there is the darkness that we need to overcome from within. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. that, but then, yes, these things are true. Like we naturally have so much that we can find in common with others. And there's so much that we can do to, to make connection instead of division. And mm -hmm. these are things that we seek for. Robert, I wish I could spend more time. I wish Dude, I was trying, run. To, trying like, to on, film man. more. Hit I, and run. I, I want to talk all day. <laughs> in fact, I'll have more time tomorrow. Yeah, if you, okay. If you're down. Well, I'm, tomorrow and, and Sunday I'm emceeing. 
So it's like right there, I'll be popping back and forth, oh, yeah. but it'll be busy as can be. I'll but interview it's you always, too. it's always, yeah, it's always fun to get together with you because I awesome. just love our discussions go like this. It's deep <laughs> stuff. It, it's beyond, you know, even though I acknowledge the news of the day, we cover the news of the day, but I like to go to that deep place where we can see beyond it, not feel victimized by it, not True. feel like we're looking at it from under a rock. Uh, that's a big difference maker. Real quick, the project you're, uh, uh, is going out now. We've been sending healing out emails Genesis. on oh, it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, Healing Genesis. Healing Genesis. And Superdon's been sending it out. If you're getting our newsletter, or if you're not, you can text RSB, my initials, to, I think it's, Superdon, you know it. It's like 668866. What is it? Too yeah. many sixes there. It's, just kidding. It's not the three sixes, thankfully. <laughs> so we, we, we do the numerology. 66866. Six, is that it? Six, six, eight, six, yes. Six? Okay. Thank you. So that's a new thing. You can uh, text RSB to that and you can get part of the newsletter and you'll see the things Superdon sends out includes the things Jonathan Otto does. We participate in, they interview me for these events as well. And I almost never know what I'm going to say till they interview me and it ends up being okay. So they it's put great. it out there. Well, so. We love it. We keep asking you because you provide so much value. You know, your stuff, you're so well researched. Yeah. I have fun communicating. It's what I'm here to do as Jonathan is on a mission and we uh, support that as well. It's fun to, when we come together, as we, we go out in the world, and occasionally it's just like little mini reunions, and I'm grateful for them. So wonderful. Thank yeah. you, brother. Jonathan, my brother. Well, maybe, Thank you. Maybe Sunday we can shoot, yeah? Yeah. What do you think? That's possible. I, I know you'll be emceeing, but we'll find a time. Okay. Sounds good. That's Jonathan Otto here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. He's out doing some more filming, and he stopped by for fun. That was a good, good discussion. It kind of fits thematically into where we ended up wanting to go today, not knowing when the microphone opened that. I would go there. <laughs> and thankfully, some of you said it wasn't so boring, like Super Don said, although Super Don claims he was just teasing, right? I know he was just teasing. All right, let's see what else we got. Mask mandates ordered in California. What? Are you kidding me? They're not doing this again, are they? Mask mandates ordered again in California's alternate universe. There's an article here at the California Globe. It says, nowhere in the news articles or public health mandates was the efficacy of masking addressed. What is this? Bay Area masking up again as mandates go into effect November 1st. Here we are on the 3rd in healthcare settings. You know, this is where I, I, I'm challenged to be loving and kind and nice and all of those things when I hear these boneheads promoting things that clearly do not work and that are actually harmful to your health. And that is, in this case, of course, masking uh, let's see abc7 reports the situation right now with rsv and other viruses respiratory viruses basically our march 2020 this is the pandemic again they're still lying and deceiving as it relates to the story that viruses are the cause and that there's nothing to do with other biological or physiological processes including your immune system your liver your excretory system your ability to navigate a world that is rife with challenges as you have a body in this planet or that is made more challenged by those that are actually ignorant or arrogant so much so that they would claim they could poison you back to health or poison you in a way that you wouldn't get sick. And then when you are sick with a respiratory issue, suffocate you along the way. I, I, you understand? This is where I have a difficult time trying to be kind and nice and loving about this. These people are horrible. What they're doing is absolutely insane. And I don't know, maybe Super Don, you can talk me down off the ledge on this issue. I'm just stunned that they're trying to mask people up in California again, although I shouldn't be because that's party central for like, I don't want to say stupid people. That would be mean, but moronic medical 
doctors that would go along with this because they're focusing on uh, the healthcare sector, it looks like. In this, so so it says here in Santa Clara County, that's uh, San Jose, you know, area yeah. north north of, of the bay. Uh, where you were, that's, yeah, or north nearby, nor, north of where I grew up in Fremont. Yeah. Uh, patients, caregivers, and healthcare givers will be required to wear a face mask in public patient care areas in hospitals, clinics, and long term mm-hmm. care facilities for the winter respiratory virus period starting November first, lasting five months through the end of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who yeah. would participate with this? Um, Sierra, would you? Did you wear a mask? You like stop because you don't like breathing, right? You see, so you put. We just had mask, Halloween, right? right? No, no, you don't wear a mask. And you know, her mom uh, is amazing. Uh, she's she works for the airlines, and she's like, <laughs> she'll like get right in your face and talk about these things and make it uncomfortable for the people that wear masks. Not uh, on purpose, but just to, uh, you guys got to be thinking about what you're doing instead of being mindless robots or slaves to a system that's clearly not out operating in your best interest. There's Scott. We can get Scott. Can we get your dad on the show? Can we put your dad on? Yeah, I think we need to. So, so let's bring in Scott Scherner. Come on. Bring on. Bring, it on. bring it in. My buddy. Scott Scherner is on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Here hey, he brother. is. How are you? Good to see you. So uh, your daughter likes to crash my show. You she know does, that. yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, I'm taking over. Right. We talked about her polished rocks that she that she does, which is awesome. And we were just talking about California, they're, they're, uh, the Bay Area, north of the Bay Area. They're talking about, uh, in medical settings, mandatory masking again. And I was asking uh, your daughter if, uh, if she wears a mask, and she apparently doesn't. What, why is she not obedient to the state? Because she she grew up uh, in, in a free free uh, home with uh, knowing that God is uh, who we should uh, take take orders from. Yeah, could it be that mom and dad actually know better and teach their kid how to navigate a, a terrain that uh, there are authorities or authoritarians out there trying to supplant the role of mom and dad to tell you things? And and again, you you took her out. You and your wife took her out of even a, a what you thought was a nice school and found out what they were doing was just not right. Absolutely, now, yes. You're, you're doing the Ron Paul homeschool curriculum. We are. And, How cool uh, is that? Yeah, mom, mom calls them the indoctrination prisons. Yes, those schools, yeah. right? You get those kids and, out. And she grew up on a farm, you know, playing in the uh, all the poop and, and stuff. So <laughs> That's true. He's not she, exaggerating. <laughs> so she, uh, she grew up not being afraid of uh, the so-called germs, mm-hmm. the bacteria that keeps us alive. Yeah. Right? Well, this is an interesting time for you to be on because also in, in addition to integrative natural uh, medicine remedies that Scott does uh, and helps a lot of people out, he is also a farmer. They have a farm, a kind of an urban farm, and they have uh, chickens, they have turkeys, they have uh, goats, and uh, I can't remember all the animals you have, lots of them. And uh, it's fascinating because there's an article here that's uh, coming through the, the uh, A&H. Okay, I think I have it up here. You can take a look at it if this is right. The federal government is now siding with CAFOs, which are factory farming right. operations, poison, in poison. the organic poultry rule. So if you look at what this is, the current law is the good news, they say, living conditions which accommodate the health and natural behavior of animals and year-round access for all animals to the outdoors, shade, shelter, exercise areas, fresh air, clean water for drinking and direct sunlight. This is critical part of what the organic standards are for if you raise, for instance, chickens. They have to have that. But the new rule that they've sided with that's supposed to implement it disallows that. 
basically says we can still call it organic if they're factory farm confined. And well, I, I think that's been going on for years already. I, I tell I teach people that just because it says organic when it refers to eggs or chickens, mm -hmm. that's that's just a selling point. And yep. uh, you know the the organic chickens can can still be confined animal. They can still uh, you know maybe they're fed organic feed, but but if they're uh, confined, and um, it's it's just not a good product. And yeah. I tell people stay away from organic eggs and organic chicken. Mm -hmm. So the rule sets indoor and outdoor living standards for egg-laying hens and broiler chickens. For one, the indoor standards allow birds to be stacked in multiple tiered aviaries from floor to ceiling, allowing as little as one square foot per animal. Further, according to some estimates, the proposed rule would require only one to two square feet of outdoors for chickens, depending on their weight. And this is far less than what uh, some CAFOs are already offering their birds. So Organic Valley, for example, requires farmers to provide five square feet to chickens. European regulations call for 43 square feet per bird. Such a small amount of outdoor space is a disincentive for chickens to leave the buildings they are housed and confined as they are. So this is not what we would call ideally or organic standards. If you were thinking Correct. organic was really good and, right. and they're corrupting right. them. Absolutely. Once again. And here's, here's an example on our farm. We have <clears throat> with our turkeys, we keep them in a cage that is 150 square feet for three turkeys, right? But that's only during the night and that's to keep them safe from yeah, predators. From being eaten. <laughs> but, but when we open that cage in the morning, mm -hmm. they get out and they take off flying. It is so beautiful it's amazing. to watch those turkeys fly. Yeah, now they're not flying miles away, are they? No, no, yeah. they just fly to the other side of the farm. Right, stretching their wings a right. little bit, right? Yeah. Getting some freedom, yeah. And, and they're interacting. It's funny how all these animals interact with one another. And we're not talking uh, pr predator animals, of course. That's why you keep them in at night. But, right. Uh, but even uh, a neighbor's dog got loose or something and ate one of the turkeys a while uh, back. Three of the turkeys and two ducks yeah. and injured a rooster that still hobbled. Now we, he hobbles yeah. around. We don't put him in with the other chickens because he's, he's the type of uh, chicken that is, um, do you remember the name? But anyway, there it's a weaker breed, mm -hmm. so the other ones pick on him. Gotcha. And now that he hobbles, he's he very could vulnerable. get picked on. Yes. So he's out. He's out free roaming all the time. Yeah. So is there a way to uh, uh, arm your chickens to protect them? Can they? Is there little firearms for chickens that can, or anything <laughs> like that protect themselves? Just wondering. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't figured that against out yet. The, the, the predator animals, not right. And I, well, maybe against the factory farmers too. I mean, they they're they're really cruel to these animals in that. Well, sense. we do yeah. we do keep the chickens in a cage, but again, they have about uh, for say twenty chickens, they have about a thousand square feet. Mm. And but we keep them in because they they can be so destructive yeah. to the to the, our crops and that. Yeah. Whereas the ducks and the turkeys don't mess with them much. Yeah. Are, hey, are you coming to the giving tree tonight for the uh, yes, event? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a the, the the amazing thing. And then David, who owns it, such a kind man. Uh, he he started the chocolate tree, uh, cafe or whatever it is in Sedona, Arizona, with his daughter. Wow. Many years ago. What an and, awesome place. And now she she runs it and he's here in Phoenix with the giving tree. And you know, we we have fun with vegans and carnivores and meat eaters because we love them all. Everybody's welcome here. But there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, anger between those who believe this about diet and this about diet. But I'll tell you what, for those of you who aren't vegan, if you go to the giving tree, 
you will eat a meal, you will be satiated full and you'll feel like, man, I could do that. But dude, this guy's a chef extraordinaire and what he does with this. He food. is like, he is. it's, it's next level. Well, we, we were there. Um, I was there with Doug and his friend, uh, about a week ago mm-hmm. and, and David took really good care of us. Yep. We were, we were so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. That was an amazing experience, as, as it is always, every time we go. Yeah, just a special experience. It really was. We went there for dinner last night after I got in on the plane, and uh, David was just, like, loading us up with food and then the dessert. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And it's medicinal. The dessert is so nutrient-dense. Right, right. You're not, like, you're not killing yourself with sugar. That's so, another whole meal. Yeah, so I'm hoping that I can interview David. Uh, here on the show, or maybe I do a pre-record with them because it's such a wonderful place. If we had restaurants like that all over the country, people would be like, "Yeah, I can, I can eat that way, no problem." Right, you know? right. And uh, I, like I said, I'm not trying to judge people who eat one way or the other. I always say, eat clean. That's where it starts. But they won't even use any seed oils. The only thing they're cooking with when they're doing cooking is organic uh, virgin coconut oil. Mm-hmm. So they understand the importance of that as well. Uh, so if you guys get a chance to be in Phoenix, come come check out Giving Tree and uh, you'll 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 eat very well. And, and I think he's brought like flyers around so people can order food because they know there's no good food here at the hotel, but they can order it and he can deliver it later as well. But tonight we'll be at the Giving Tree. I think it's seven o'clock. Dr. Brian Artis, myself, uh, who else? Judy Mikovits and a few others. I don't have the flyer with me on it, but uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time at that event as well. So. All right, let's see what else we got. What else is that? What are you looking at? You're looking at my show notes here. This is my my uh, thing. All right, there's your dad. You know that. And I, I wrote you. You're in there too. So you're on the record of being a guest of the Robert Scott Bell Show now, one of over 1,800 guests. No, you may not write on it. This is my <laughs> my sacred sheet. She's talking about my show clock here. This is right. She's 12 years of age. Is that right, 12? You sure you're not only eight? Yeah, you're 12, right? Oh, I'm much more of eight-year-old, right? Is that what you're saying? I see the eyes, very expressive eyes, Scott. So also tonight, Dr. Okay. Jim Ch- Chappelle yeah, Dr. and, Jim and Ch- Brian Jones. Oh, yeah, Farmer Brian Jones along yeah. with Doug Fletcher. Hold that up to the camera, see if they can see it, if that's all right. I don't know if it'll focus on it. It's a little tight. But anyway, that's happening at the Giving Tree tonight in Phoenix, Arizona, coming up tonight. Let's see, what else we got? Uh, dentist, dentist, dentist. Oh, man. Dentistry can be amazing, but it can also be devastating. It can be. My, my wife has experienced 12 years of trigeminal neuralgic-like pain because of dental work, uh, extraction that had gone wrong. Uh, but then again, there are those that are holistically trained now, you know, what they call biological dentists. Right, right. That understand that your tooth is not disconnected from the rest of your mouth, that oral health matters, and that we don't put mercury in you and anything like that. So they can be a godsend for you as well. But- there's taxpayer-funded initiative that is urging dentists to push HPV shots. Oh, no. Oh, look at this. Taxpayer-funded wow. initiative urging dentists to push. It's like, well, we can't get the doctors doing it enough, so let's get the dentists to do it. Maybe they'll fall prey to wow. this propaganda. That's so crazy. You know, I, I, uh, I've taught uh, classes on holistic dentistry. I've mm-hmm. taught people that, that a cavity can heal itself. And I've taught people not to get root canals because you, you drill in there and try to fill it in. There's all these microscopic tubules, tu- tubules. Yeah, that and, exist and in a living can, it, tissue. And, and it's, there's always bacteria remain, remaining. It can't, can never, be, it can't be cleaned out. 
And so they fill it in, they seal it, that bacteria continues to grow because there's still blood supply. And, and that's where so many um, diseases that people get come from that and they don't right. even know it. So when someone comes to me, one of the very first things I check for is their teeth and the health of their mouth. And, um, yeah, it's just. Uh, Leslie's daughters, who you got to hang out with, remember we went to the RSB family union? She remembers well. The six girls. Uh-huh. They say hi to Sierra. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the house is coming along so well. You yeah, see, I know. You've seen you see the it? videos? And then my mom says, hi, Sierra. You are so cute and pretty and smart, too. <laughs> She's going to get a big head, Mom. Just to go easy, right? We'll be able to fit in through the door. She's very smart. That's why she can use this against you. So anyway, uh, but yeah, the, the, the dentistry, as it's been practiced allopathically, as you point out, they don't look at the tissue as living tissue. And, and in a root canal, they destroy the connectivity to the life-giving you know, blood supply, et cetera. Right, right. And at that point, you leave necrotic dead dying tissue in there and there's often relationships depending on the tooth and the and the meridian connection to other parts of the body of manifestation of disease and even cancer associated with root canals right right it's not a benign situation no. no when i was in when i was in school one of my fellow students had had breast cancer and she through a certain type of photography she saw a direct link between the root canal and that tumor yeah. like it's almost a straight line yeah and, and, you know, the teeth, the teeth are self-cleaning. If, if people are really healthy, there's fluid that comes up through the roots mm -hmm. and goes clear to the surface and cleans those teeth. But who is living a lifestyle conducive to that form of healthy metabolism? Because you're talking about a time in humanity's history where there were no processed foods. Right. Where there were no additives and preservatives and colorings and flavorings and glyphosate and pesticides. Absolutely. And, and so <clears throat> I acknowledge what you're saying. But even I am not that pure as all organic as I am and that we are, that it's not the same kind of when we were out in the wilderness, you know, roots, tubers, you know, whatever we were doing to get it was like a whole self-cleaning mechanism, all of this stuff that we had knowledge and in, 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 and we would use. And we've lost so much of that. Well, we have. We have. been, But you look in just in just recent history and even the past 20, 30 years, you look at uh, people in the world that have never been exposed to. The Western culture that are living their natural life in the jungles. Yeah, you know these people don't have a toothbrush. They don't brush their teeth, exactly. and, and yet they have no cavities. Yeah, because their their body is so healthy, and that that's to me that is, I mean it's not amazing. It's I understand it completely, but it, it's still somewhat amazing because I feel like you know I get food caught between my teeth, and I'm like if I don't get it out, for one it, it irritates me, mm -hmm. so I want to get it out, but. Um, I recently, um, in the past year, uh, healed a cavity that my dentist, yeah. not my dentist per se, but his staff, they, they were threatening me with, with death if I didn't get it filled. Yeah. And uh, I just said, thank you, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. And uh, within about uh, 14, 15 months, it completely healed. So what would you say for others that would want to duplicate that, that you did? that you found that could actually succeed in, in manifesting something that's very difficult to near impossible for most people to do? Well, first of all, like what we're talking about, eat, eat organic, eat clean, eat healthy, and then make sure you have all 102 minerals and vitamins every day. And it's, it's getting those minerals in your body mm -hmm. that, 
that your body is almost always lacking to then, because it, like, like you just said, it's, it, everything is connected, right? And there's all the meridians, but the, everything is connected. So when these minerals are flowing through your, your, your blood and in your cells, that gets up to your teeth and it remineralizes it. Yeah. And yet, uh, if people think they can eat whatever they want, processed foods, etc., and then do what you describe, I think they're asking for something that's fairly unrealistic. Oh, very unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. And in that processed food, too, it's, it's pulling. It's so toxic. It's pulling minerals, the minerals from the out. body. You're protecting so, yourself with them. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think for a person, the average person to get the just the minimum nutrition in their body, mm-hmm. they would have to eat 30,000 calories a day. Yeah, but if they did that, just to get the nutrients, they yeah. would just, the toxins still would would yeah. be just enormous. Yeah. And, but that's what what I'm getting at is there's so little nutrition in the food mm-hmm. that that's what they would have to consume just to get yeah. the basic. By the way, one of the things that I uh, remember my buddy Chris Barr, not a doc, said the missing link, which is a kind of a, a, a mineral compound naturally chelated by nature, not by man. Right. Uh, that people are, were packing those minerals into the area in need. So oh, it was a direct. Yeah. Uh, infusion as a mm-hmm. consideration and you can get that from jonathan at choose to be healthy.com use the code rsb5 uh we are at the top of hour two we're almost there starting hour two uh scott you having a good time absolutely so much to learn. Having fun. a lot of a lot of great people here yeah and so it's only just begun there's still a lot more to go here at this event so if you are in the neighborhood or want to come down and visit us this is going on today the third of november the 4th and 5th, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be emceeing the event. I'll be speaking as well. And I'm hoping I can get out to the water park you got to go to. I want to do some water <laughs> slides or something. I don't know if I will, but well, it'll be fun. That slide is wicked. Is it? So here's here's what happened. I set up first. Yes. And it was so slow, I was pushing myself. Okay. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So the next time I went, I laid down. Oh. I went so fast. It was it was like flipping me over. Oh, no. It was actually painful. Oh, I went yeah. So Maybe fast. I should pass on that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. What no, happens. you got to try it at least once. All right. Well, Just make sure you lay down. We'll see how adventurous <laughs> I become and if the time opens up for it. So thanks, Scott, for being here, my, bro- my yeah. brother. It's always fun. And, Absolutely. Uh, the last time I was in Phoenix, I think I, I went to the Giving Tree, and uh, he and his wife and daughter were there surprised me i had no idea they were going to be there it was so much fun so we'll do that again tonight so come on down uh check out the links at robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room and if you've got questions or comments we've got it we might have an answer or two uh we do have a question or of the day or two next hour uh and let me see what else we got coming up oh yeah the homeopathic hit of the day it's a metal it's a metal that's your hint you can find it at robertscottbell.com question Coming up after the break, is health a human right? Is health a human right? We'll endeavor to answer that after the break here on the Robert Scabell Show, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. There is no doubt that water is good for you. And thanks to breakthrough technology and recent studies on the effects of hydrogen water, it's growing in popularity. But what's the difference between hydrogen water and plain water? Let's dive deeper into the molecular makeup of plain water. Water molecules have one part oxygen and two parts hydrogen. And when they combine, the two molecules turn into a liquid. But what makes hydrogen water different? Echo machines are designed to dissolve more hydrogen gas into your water making your normal water into hydrogen water with no pH change. 
In contrast to plain water, you can see that we now have H2O molecules as well as two parts hydrogen gas. These additional H2 molecules are unbonded and remain in gas form. So why is it better to have hydrogen gas dissolved in your water? Hundreds of scientific studies, including the studies by Medical Gas Research on hydrogen-rich water, have helped us understand that there are many biological advantages of drinking hydrogen water, such as neurological benefits that help improve brain function and boost energy throughout the day. In addition to these benefits, dissolved molecular hydrogen has been shown to reduce oxidative stress and inflammation, which are the leading causes of disease. Now you can drink with confidence, knowing the difference between hydrogen water and plain water. All right, back for another hour here in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, this is uh, November 3rd, the 2023 year, right? Phoenix Hilton at the peak. And uh, I've got my co-host, apparently, Sierra, still hanging out. You know what's annoying, Sierra, is that when you're not here, I'm the cute one. Me, not you. I'm the cute, but you're here. And now everybody is saying you're the cute one. It's not fair. I have to be the cute one. This is my show. Why would you do this to me? Why? All right. Uh, somehow I'll get through it, get by. I'm not sure how. But uh, anyway. Oh, by the way. Oh, sorry. The, uh, the, the, the the tumbled rock she has, she's brought me one. It looks like a little triangle. It's very cute. Um, so everybody come and get some rocks at the Robert Scott Bell radio show booth. How about that? See, I've promoted that for you. Now you can stop being so cute. All right. So we got oh another one there so a whole other hour broadcast here and we've got questions of the day we got comments of the day perhaps if you got a question drop it into the show note uh, well, the, the show uh chat room right or if you're on facebook those of you watching there or rumble super don what's going on in rumble today anything i i've mentioned vegan food and i'm thinking we got a, a big fan out there on rumble typically would comment a lot about this stuff so i don't know if that's happening though oh he's there oh yes he okay our, our friend jim yay jim he was saying here, RSB nails it. Vegans mm -hmm. and the aspect of cooking quality, taste foodie, foodie, tasty food. <laughs> yes. Quality, tasty food is a big reason for many to give up on it. Yeah. He I says agree. he spends two hours a day in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we speaking of speaking of vegan food, didn't you say that there might be a possibility that we could get a vegan uh chef or something on the sh on the show today? yeah yeah if david is coming back because he's delivering food from uh the the giving tree uh mm -hmm. he said he'd be willing to come on or if i can't get him on live i said look i'd love to even if i have to pre-record some a partial sunday conversation with him i don't know because he's got a fascinating story and the man has such great integrity and compassion and love in his eyes when you meet him that he really cares about it he's like he's angry about all of these these places like we talked about the true food kitchen, which is Andrew Wiles kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, my opinion is that guy's a scamster. Just I'm not a big fan. Yeah, of you're not guy. a big fan of that guy. Huh? No, I've never been, but I can go into the reasons why. But suffice it to say, if you go into that restaurant, there may be some things that are cleaner than other restaurants. But I think they're still using seed oils in things that are compromised. So it's like David from The Giving Tree is so 
committed to doing it right, that it's like he sees all of these places that are, some of them are actually thriving, but they're deceitful in that they're not really fully clean and doing the right thing. So uh, it'd be mm-hmm. lovely if, if every city of the country had a restaurant like Giving Tree uh, to, to, to uh, the point that was made, people would be like, yeah, I have no problem eating that way. But right. a lot of it is flavor, mouthfeel, all the things we've become accustomed to. And it takes a lot of time to prepare it. But, boy, this guy is amazing. The, the recipes that he has blow you away. I mean, for those of you that are hardcore meat eaters, you go to this restaurant, you're like, you're not going to feel like you missed something. Because I've, I've taken steak-loving people there. So uh, it, it's not my intent to change the way you eat other than to eat cleaner, I would argue. But how you decide whether it's animal or not, uh, you know, that's up to you. Between you and your creator. And as long as it tastes good, you know, it's like when you when you yeah. eat dinner, <clears throat> sometimes there are very few things in life that you can say, I really enjoy. Right. You know, it's the little things. One of those yeah. for me, and I think for a lot of people, is yeah. eating good food, good tasting food. Sure. You know, it's a, You're you, a foodie. The, 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 the meal is is an experience. And I don't I don't mean it has yeah. to be fancy with, you know, the you know, the the. Or origami napkins and this, you know, it's just like I don't need that crap, you know. Just tumble rocks. something that's no. Well, I don't know for just for effect. How how are the levels of Super Don? To, to me, you're coming in a lot louder. But am I? It might be my illusion. You know, or you might be eating the mic and you don't usually eat the mic since we're talking about food. So that's a possibility. Just want to be sure. Yeah, my the levels aren't setting should be okay. Okay, just want to be sure yeah. as I was hearing it. Okay. Anyway, so if anybody has a comment on levels, we're open to hearing from you as well. Uh, Sierra, again, is trying to out-cute me, and it's very annoying. Stop it, young lady. Super D is louder. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so there we down. go. How's that? Is that better? I think so. I don't know why I'm louder. I'm the cute but... one here. Just All saying, right. Super Don Let me know, agree, Lori. Right? Nor- we, want, we want things to be equal. <laughs> Normally, I am the cute one, and... Uh, Anyway, so we'll, 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 I'll, I'll recover. I'll be go. Yeah. Super D is, is louder, but yeah, hopefully we'll bring All right, that back. So just let me know. Everything's good. Out. Okay. We're good now. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We are in hour two. Let me see what kind of stories we got. The first question is a big one. Uh, we can get to in a moment. Um, let's see. We got that. Yeah. Is health a human right? Is health a human right? This is the question being asked. Uh, where is this? Is this a philosophy page? I'm looking at the website here trying to figure out what this is. This is from news-medical.net. And it asks the question. Of course, it goes to the United Nations, which is not really a big supporter of actual human rights. They make human rights up that bleed into uh, communist control of the people. It's very disappointing. When you hear the airy-fairy language, at the United Nations, you'd think they're all for actual human rights, but they make stuff up all the time for their agenda, which is collectivist and communist overall. Now, why do I say that? Well, let's look at some of the things that they've concluded here. And I think I dropped it into uh, a little Skype here. Where is it? Uh, there it is. Article 25 of the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights presents that an adequate standard of living including medical care, is a right and hence intrinsic to every human being. Now, that, that sounds great. I was like, oh, yeah, I have a right to uh, medical care. 
I have a right to uh, a standard of living, an adequate standard of living. Now, question is, who gets to define what that adequate standard of living is? I mean, if you're living in, a, you know, a 1,200 square foot house with three bedrooms and you have 10 people in it, you have a roof over your head. Uh, might not be as inducive to conducive to privacy or whatever, but is that adequate, or does somebody define that as inadequate? I mean, I might say I don't want to live in a 1,200 square foot house with 10 people. Uh, you know, right back in the day when we were in college living in dorm rooms, of course, it was chaotic and crazy. Maybe you could survive it. Uh, but then again, there are places around planet Earth where people are living with, well, in wood huts, maybe straw huts still, uh, with dirt floors and no other rooms, just one room under that. And they all live there. So the question is, you know, do they have a right? to live as many Americans or Westerners do in houses or apartments with multiple bedrooms and bathrooms, et cetera. And I asked the question, Hey, Dr. Brownstein, come on in here. Uh, I got Dr. David Brownstein going to join me and, and I'm talking philosophy and he's going to have to roll with me on that. Stand by. Let me get a headphone on him and let's see if I can bring you into the mix there. Dr. David Brownstein is on here. The Robert Scott Bell show. Great reunion, buddy. So good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Let me bring this in now. It, I bring you in at an, a philosophical moment for the show, because the question is in this article uh, uh, that we're referring to is, is health a human right? Is health a human right? Or shall we say healthcare a human right? Now, you're a physician. You went to medical school. Your daughters are going through or one of them has already gone through. Right. What would you say if I came to you or your daughter in your practice and said, hey, the United Nations says it's my right to have medical care. You have to deliver that medical care. Well, I mean, look, first thing is people need to take responsibility for their own health care and, you know, do the right thing and take care of their bodies. And, yeah. you know, before we have to worry about who's paying for what, <laughs> yeah. um, let's take care of the, the basic stuff we can take care that would of. That would be nice if that was happening. But I think when people say medical care or health care is a right, they neglect what you've just said. Like what, what is the obligation of those who would claim ownership over your time and expertise? Because I didn't take care of myself, but that wasn't part of the UN declaration. It was just, I have a right to your services because you're a doctor and I demand, and they say it. Well, I think I look, I think people should not go bankrupt for getting sick, particularly in our country. You know, we're, we're a wealthy enough country, but here we are spending 20% of our GNP on healthcare and we're not getting much for it. Mm -hmm. So we don't really need more health care here. We're, we're spending enough money here. We need better. We need better care. Right. Well, and also, uh, as you know, from the, the Flexner Report, medical school training was drugs or bust, yeah, as opposed to the things you're talking about, which you know about, lifestyle, diet, all of these things that preclude the need for 20% of our GDP going to pharmaceutical care, as opposed to if we were actually taking care of ourselves, a fraction of that would be needed. Well, the U.S. spends uh, more on their health care than every other Western country. We finished last or near last, second mm -hmm. to last, and every single health indicator out there. Yeah. So what we're doing isn't working. We don't need more of what we're doing. Exactly. We, we need something else. Well, what is it that they say? If, if you think you can get more of the same thing that has brought the disaster on right now, and you keep doing that, but even more, and it's going to be better, you're insane. And it's a uh, definition of insanity. Yeah. That's and, right. And much of our system has has been has devolved into an insane system that is not tenable. It's not. I don't know that it's fixable either. You know, when we talk about going in to fix something, what if we dismantled it and just said, hey, how about doctors be free to do what they have been trained to do and go beyond their training to help people and respond to the individual needs of the patient and or expand it from there to say we shouldn't have a monopoly on one form of medicine. 
There should be homeopaths and herbalists and naturopaths, and everybody should be competing for the healthcare dollar, not in deception, right? We're not talking about suddenly you can defraud people, but a lot of that's happening because of the monopoly system. No, it's, 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 uh, the system ain't working right now, and it needs to be changed. And, um, you know, I don't know if it needs to be blown up, hmm. but we need to get the corporate money out of it, and we need to stop advertising for all those drugs on TV. None of that's doing any good except just driving up costs. And, you know, I would just ask the powers that be, where, where's the proof? Mm-hmm. Where, where's the proof that it's working? We're last yeah. on every health, health indicator from the West compared to but the Western But we're number world. one in the consumption of yeah. drugs. Number one in consumption of drugs and, and the, the wastefulness of money mm-hmm. thrown that way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's astonishing what we're witnessing and what we've witnessed in our lifetime. And, and you as a physician have, have journeyed through this. You know, I don't know that, you know, if, going back, it's been many years since you've been on the show and you joke when we connected today, it's like we were both a little bit more brown or different yeah. colored hair. We got a little bit more gray since the last time we, we did this. But in terms of your journey, the beginning of your journey as a physician to where you are now, looking back over the evolution, you know, would you say there's been a little change, a lot of change, night and day? Well, it is night and day. And, you know, I've got two girls who went through med school and one's practicing with me and one's coming soon. And I hear their stories. And, you know, back in the day, there used to be sort of a, there was a calling. I mean, we all kind of felt it. We all worked hard and we all did the best we could. And that feeling is not there now. And it's just, it's Mm -hmm. sort of, uh, everyone's just following algorithms. They're not really thinking. (laughs) And they can't think out of the box and they can't, they can't, um, if they ask the wrong question, they can be drummed out of medical school. Well, no one asks the wrong question because they just kind of follow suit. Mm-hmm. And there's no debate anymore. There's no there's no anything. It's just they're it's like they're all Stepford wives, you know, and, and doing the same thing. And, you know, if we didn't debate things in medicine, you know, nothing would ever change. Yeah. You mentioned um, the, the things that we're doing and how bad it's going here. We have an article here from brownstone.org. And it's not davidbrownstein.org, it's Brownstone. Uh, The White House is controlled by the medical industrial complex. And I'm not going to say it's only the Biden administration. I mean, almost every previous administration since the 20th century forward has been corrupted a lot, even though back in the day, I think it was President McKinley was on site in 1900. Yes, 1900, year 1900, to dedicate a memorial to to a physician by the name of Dr. Samuel Hahnemann at Scott Circle in Washington, D.C. So there was a time in our history where natural medicine was just part of the natural part of the American experience. And we lost that growing up. I never knew this stuff until I, you know, 24 learned of homeopathy. Not only have we lost it, it's been taken from us. Mm-hmm. And it's not allowed to, to, you know, they try and censor us and try and keep it away from us. And, um, you know, there, I was conventionally trained. That's what I... I didn't go into medicine to be a holistic doctor. I went in to be a conventional doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, you know, once I started learning there were other things out there, I was a little bit angry. Why wasn't this taught to me? Right. And, um, you know, here we are today spending all this money. We're not getting our bank for it. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I went to Emory University in Atlanta. And after I graduated, when I learned of homeopathy, I went back and found out that they taught homeopathy in the medical school curriculum up until 1949. It was one of the last medical schools in America holding out to teach a little bit of homeopathy. And the University of Michigan, where I did my undergraduate work, holds the largest rep- repository of homeopathic um, studies mm-hmm. somewhere in the bowels of the place. And the University of Michigan was a huge homeopathic institution back in the day. And now Senator you know, was- Copeland, if you remember reading about that guy, Royal Copeland, 
was a, a physician, a doctor and a homeopath, medical and homeopath. And he single-handedly almost saved homeopathy by having it grandfathered, the pharmacopoeia, into the 1938 Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. So it's a fascinating history. Again, they, there's a book called Copeland's Cure. I think years ago I interviewed the author of that book. But it's just fascinating how much we didn't learn in our schools, what we grew up in all the way from grade school all the way through professional training, how much our worldview is affected by what we're not taught, even more than what we're taught. You know, I've, uh, I, I remember when I was uh, leaving my conventional practice, going to open a holistic office, one of the partners and I said, I need to leave. And they said, what's wrong? And I'm like, I want to do holistic medicine. They said, what's that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to have to figure it out. And here I am 30 years later, got a better idea of it now, but I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Still learning and still. But that's the beauty of these events too. We get to interact with folks that, uh, you know, may have an angle or perspective on it that we're like, well, I never encountered that. You know, you think you know a lot and you know a lot, I know a lot, but I'm always excited to learn something new too. Yep. That's why I come. That's mm -hmm. why I make the effort. Yeah. Now you're presenting today and tomorrow or when are you presenting? Later this afternoon and then tomorrow. Okay. And and what is the focus? I, of saw, your I saw your, your generous host presentation earlier was really good it was it was all right uh it was fun because i followed up on henry ely he was talking family stuff and i thought we're at this integrative you know kind of medicine thing and i'm like he opened talking about the family which is really important which was great but i i hadn't prepared a family talk i was like i'm gonna go into some stuff we need to do right to manage infection and inflammation but i'm grateful that that it was a it was a good balance to start the day yeah it was a good talk so I appreciate it. And what is it you're going to be presenting today and tomorrow? I'm going to talk about iodine today and neurobehavioral disorders. And tomorrow, uh, the title of it is um, Statins, COVID Vaccines, and Statistics with a Semicolon, the Elephant in the Room. And Whoa, how, and this is great. Statins, COVID Vaccines, and Statistics. The Elephant in the Room. And stats. All right, Elephant in the Room. This sounds like it's going to be great. Basically, how they've convinced... Uh, Nearly 40% of American adults to take a drug that helps about 1% of people to take it. And 70% of Americans take a vaccine that helps about helped about 0.8% who took it. Right. And harm, they said it was more. 95%. And yeah. The relative risk versus real, you yeah, know, absolutely. all of that. These are the things you know, that, uh, unfortunately, as, as we talk about that, the medical industrial complex controlling the White House. They control the mainstream media, right? Is there anything they don't control in reality other than when we break free of that by uh, somehow we get sh shaken up by some experience we've had, some ailment or illness that can't respond to the drugs, whatever. Something shakes us out of that hypnosis or the state of, you know, just being a, a receiver of those who program us. Yep. And uh, we have journeyed through a lot of years, decades now to get to this point. Some would say longer and still. The experts that got everything wrong about COVID are still the guys and gals up at the top. They're that's, going for, what do we? That's why we're spending 20% of our GMP and not getting our bank for our buck. And we need to say that's enough. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Enough of the dunderheads that don't know what they're doing, that get everything wrong, trying to tell us what to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Not into that at all. So uh, statin drugs again and COVID vaccines, both of those were sold on us. COVID, uh, you know, more recently, of course, these shots that don't meet the definition of a vaccine traditionally even they altered the definition to make them you know fit right but the more we find out about them the more shocking it is and also the more physicians that quote unquote believed in vaccines their whole career began to look like well, back at the whole thing and said you know, maybe they, i was lied to about that too they tell us 95 percent efficacy you know and i'll talk tomorrow about what that you know what does that really mean and it, 
and it wasn't ninety five percent. It was point eight percent. Yeah, in the original studies, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, and and well, that efficacy comes with great risk, greater risk, in fact, because the the injuries associated with this, as uh, Peter McCullough and other physicians are describing, even if you think you came out okay, there's evidence that there are, is low level injury that could manifest in a devastating way in the future. Look, if it's 0.8% efficacious, then there better be no no harm, no side effects because the side effects are going to outweigh you know 0.8% benefit, which they they do. Yeah, exactly. So we got a lot to do to do better. Uh, as I you know opened this hour and talking with you about this concept of healthcare as a right, I, I like to go back to definitions, the words, what do they mean? And my perspective of a right is something that we're born with, that it's not something that's artificially created by no. man or entities that want to profit from those things. That and they- we shouldn't have to write letters and demand, you know, that we get uh, excused from a medical therapy. Right. And, you know, we have a right mm-hmm. to say yes or no. Right. Bodily we autonomy. To, we don't have to justify that right. Yeah, exactly. And so there is a distinct difference that uh, we're not taught in grade school, high school professionals. I mean, they don't teach the difference between a right and a privilege. And that privileges are granted by government and can be taken away based on the behavior that they don't like. That's right. Privileges, you got a driver's license. You start drunk driving or it'll be egregiously driving, you're going to lose that. You know. Well, and, right. and the thing about licensure, and you bring this up, and it's, it's somewhat controversial, but I'm not a fan of licensure for for doctors because it has done nothing to protect the public in reality. If it's, how does it, how does the most heavily regulated licensed profession be the third leading cause of death? Explain to me how that license. Yeah, that's our that's our argument for licensure being good. It's like, no, there are other ways to establish credentials and qualifications that don't involve a bunch of dunderheads that don't know how to care for anybody telling you what to do when you know what to do. I, you're not going to get an argument from me. That, that's the truth. <laughs> and if that's a libertarian argument, so be it. I don't mind. Liberty is, is I think, the essence of our creation, our our. our uh, or, uh, God who created us gave us choice, agency, freedom to choose, and that's the thing that's taken away in a monopoly setting. And so uh, when I talk about, for those that don't get the depth of what I'm trying to relate about licensure, if you, oh, if we don't license doctors, then everybody will do it. Now, no, the licensed doctors are causing the most death. If we had other ways to validate, qualify people, and then open up the freedom of all the healers to heal, not to pretend that there's something they're not, this is the, what they do, this is who they are, then we get, get to decide. And we would find what works, not because the government says so, because they've been lobbied to say it, but because of what actually works. And we'd find a much greater success rate with far fewer people succumbing to the dangers of inordinate drugging of themselves in the population when they don't have a deficiency in any of those drugs. And, you you know, your argument over the years nutritionally, of course, you're known as the iodine guy more than almost anybody else and anything else, right? And how that deficiency alone can manifest in a myriad of symptoms yep. that most doctors will go, here, you need this drug. Well, I mean, look, iodine affects every single cell in the body. So like you said, a deficiency affects every organ, every cell, the brain, the immune system. And, um, you know, I, I learned in med school about drugs. I didn't learn about iodine. I didn't learn about vitamin C. And we should first learn about iodine and vitamin C and then learn about drugs after mm-hmm. that. That's yeah, how it should have been. Tough. And then, you know, one mineral would lead to another and another. And you guys, oh, how do these all these things come together and play together? What if this is not here and this is here? All, that's what I love about the capacity for us to know what is manifesting as disease or symptoms that are not indeed drug deficiencies. But again, mineral deficiencies, certain vitamin deficiency, et cetera. And it seems like, duh, right? At that's a certain point, you learning. Go, duh. Yep. You know, and that's why I talked about love talking about the minerals like, you know, to this morning, a lot about copper. And its intricacies. And, you know, I've talked about iodine, how it critically needs 
selenium, right? We, we see how the interplay of all of these things is when people say, well, you're only about one thing. Well, no, we are recognizing there are severe, significant deficiencies. Let's plug that hole. And then, you know, the more things you there. do together, the better results there are. That's what mm-hmm. I, that's what holistic matter. That's what I'm learning. Yes. I'm yes. still learning that. So when people want to learn about you, Dr. Brownstein, where do they go on, online? Go to my website, www.drbrownstein.com. Okay. And, um, you know, still seeing patients, still working, and got a daughter who's seeing patients now. That's so amazing. That's Another one coming. Dude, it's so wild. These kids are growing up, and they're adults now. Oh, my gosh. I know. They talked about it would happen. Yeah, that's it's a happening. good thing. It is a good thing. Uh, so if uh, we got to get you back on the show again. It's been too long. Call me. Yeah, I'll I'll reach out to you. Also, I'm going to be doing kind of a a long COVID recovery kind of summit online. I can interview you for that because I know you've got a lot of insight with the patient population you have. So we'll definitely do some more. It's been too long since we've been hanging out a little bit here. Let's do it. We always we always have fun when we're together. Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. Dr. David Brownstein, my brother. Thank you so much for stopping by and being here at this event. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you some more. And he's got some presentations. If you haven't made plans, come on down to Phoenix. We are here at the Phoenix Hilton at the peak today, tomorrow, and the next day. So the next three days, including today. And uh, Dr. Brownstein will be presenting today and tomorrow. I'll be emceeing and I'll be presenting tomorrow. That was fun. Fun little reunion there. Let me see if we got this here. Super Don, you still with me? I I reversed this camera at a certain yes. point. I don't know what's backwards and forwards. Yeah, is, I, is think it it right did, I think it did flip around. Now, now people are on the other side instead of the... Right. Which is okay. As long as we don't have to read anything, it'll be fine. But no, is it, is it backwards now? Like if I hold up this this thing, is it going to read backwards? Yes, it's backwards. It's backwards. Okay. So I can, I can reverse it. I can do that. I didn't realize. I thought I was going backwards the other way. Marge is in the chat room and she recognized Dr. Brownstein and asked if he's from Michigan. I believe he is, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. She recognized him. Yeah. So I I re-reversed the camera. So You're making back, me dizzy. We're back in business. Sorry. <clears throat> Let me take a, another uh, swig of uh, Cardio Miracle here. Mm, I got Cardio mine right here, today. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, you, you're talking about this summit that's coming up. We had a meeting uh, just before the show, and I, I'm, I'm yes. really excited about this. It's going to be a really big deal. We've never done anything like this before. Um, and this is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to cover the um, situation about long COVID which there are a lot of people out there that are dealing with that, whether it's long COVID because they got COVID or they're dealing with issues from other people uh, that were vaccinated or, or they're, they're feeling the, you know, the, the byproduct of the uh, COVID pandemic. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of topics, a lot of experts that we're going to have on. They're going to be talking about that. And so we'll have more information as, as it gets closer. We're probably a few months away from this happening yeah. but it's going to be a, a a huge deal it's going to be a, just an all-star rock star lineup of experts yeah, that we're going to get it. together uh to put on this this summit dude it's going to be crazy cool crazy yeah. cool so anyway so now am i the cute one or are you the cute one it's you and me now so i i, I have, have to yeah I, I i i'm not in the uh, in the running for that one so <laughs> You're not in the running you can have it. the category yeah, you can have it we'll do a movie cute running about the the uh, Robert Scott Bell show bobsled bob team. team. How about that? The two man bobsled. Well, there is a there is the water slide. Scott was talking about uh, here at this place. He sounded crazy. I'm like I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it. The way he said he was thrown around like a rag doll down going down that thing. So, but uh, good memories of water. I slides. went to yeah I went to a couple of water slide uh, parks as I was a, when I was younger. Had a lot uh-huh. had a lot of fun. 
Those cool. very fun. That's been a while. Though. Nice. All right. So, all right, we're doing well here. We got questions of the day. Uh, we got a homeopathic hit still, and I didn't over over uh, ride my welcome here. I, I want to say uh, thanks as well to Bobri uh, Oren. Bobri is is here at the event. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this thing around so you guys can see where I am right now. This is the the kind of the trade show floor. And if you look, let's see, right next to me, we've got the Doctors Wolfson right there event. Right over here to my right is the Sovereign Silver, the Argentin 23, the professional side. There's Seth and uh, other folks walking through here. And Bobri is, you can't, he's hidden right now by that woman, but there he is, a couple of booths down. And so you can check out the uh, the trade show floor. I don't know if you can sneak in for free, but I, you know, maybe I can get in. But, uh, <laughs> come on down. And uh, But Bobri has got the uh, Folium PX, which... Uh, it is extraordinary. A lot of science to back it up. But again, from beyond just the science and the clinicals, the reality is people getting on the Folium PX are seeing extraordinary things happening, including my mom, uh, 89, going back on the dance floor. So I just say this. When you hit the wall and you're like, I can't seem to break through it, try the Folium products. FoliumPX.com. Uh, you get the Folium Original, the Folium Immuno, and the Folium Relax. And that's FoliumPX.com. And if you heard Bob Rion, he was on the other day. Uh, he gave out his personal phone number for people to call. Wow. I don't have it memorized. But uh, if people want to ask him questions and get it connected and even said if there are people that are just in, in dire straits, you know, please reach out to Bob. He's a nice man. He's a kind man. And please, if you're able to get some, share it. And there are other people that are sharing it. They find out about it and they want to help everybody and they're they're buying it and giving it away. So it's very nice. And I thank everybody who can engage in charity uh, to do so. It's a wonderful thing to bring the gift of healing out to the people who need it. So um, there you go. What else we got to, to cover here? We're at, uh, you know, the number six. Yeah, West Coast. Uh, figuring out my time zone. I never changed my my computer time, so I'm, I'm used to looking at what time it normally is. <laughs> You're still on time mountain zone. time. <clears throat> yeah, so it depends on where I'm at, but it, it's confusing to me. But I know we've got a little bit more time to go. How? Any more questions in Rumble or anywhere else? Uh, Jim wants to know how the fitting of my tux went. I haven't done that yet. I'm doing that right after the show. Oh, so you, it's like when the, the uh, show today, that's right. Yeah. So as soon as we hit the top of the hour, I'm out and you can, you can end the bonus time if you want to. But what does Jim want to hear? Like the guy that's measuring you going, Oh my God, yeah. we can't get one to fit. I'm not that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but the point is, what I'm just curious what Jim wants to know. It's like, no. uh, and I'm, like, I think I'm a it, friendly I think guy, just, Super Don. It's just right? small talk. That's all. I okay. don't think there's. Okay. I don't think, know that there's any uh, either that or he's going to be like, aha, see, eating that meat. If you weren't eating that oh, meat, you'd you'd fit into a smaller size a, of the of the tuxedo. I there. knew it. There was an ulterior motive. I had a sense be, about that. Could be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think we have a, another another guest coming on board right now. Can you join me? Yeah. All right. All right. Make Surprise sure you leave guest. enough time for uh, we got two. Well, I, I can do these with her. Okay. And who's going to join us now? Uh, she was on recently. Kimberly Overton, Nurse oh, Freedom Network, go. Remnant Nursing. Look at that. Hi, hey, Don. Hello. Now I've lost the cute contest because oh, Kimberly's on. on. So you know what, Robert? What? That's what? my side. What? Can we switch seats? Oh, I can reverse the camera if that's what you want. Let's see what that looks like. No, you want me to? Okay, stand by. I got to reverse it again, Super Don. <laughs> this is a special Kimberly request. Kimberly has a side. Kimberly has a side. Watch what happens when I do this. Let's see. Mirror camera. Boom. You're on the other side now. I don't think I don't think it's the same. It is the same. We switch know. sides. I hate these. My, my hair is messed up. Hold on. Well, oh, 
This is like high maintenance now. We got a diva. I thought I was the only diva, and now Kimberly oh, the microphone's is on the wrong side. Is that what you're saying? No, oh. I don't know. My she wants is... to sit on the other I side. Have a side. So. Oh. I reversed it so you could feel like you're on the other side. Thanks. I don't know if that helped or not. It didn't. it didn't help at all. So I'll reverse it back for fun. You guys are going to be all so dizzy uh, when I do yeah, this. Yeah. And watch the reverse. Boom. Quit playing with the camera. Yeah, I know. There we go. God. So much for that. So um, Kimberly has got the nurse track here. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to come in to talk to the folks at a certain point today? Yeah. At the end of the day, we're going to do like a okay. surprise. What time would on. you like me to show up? Um, I don't know. Let's see. I'll text you. Okay. Let me know because I might want to go out and, and do a water slide or something between now and then. Without me? No. You would do, you would do that too? Yeah. Well, let's. Tell the nurses they can take care of themselves. We're going to go hit the, the water slide. Nurses are very slides. autonomous and independent. We yes, they this. are. Yes, they are. <laughs> so we got some questions of the day. I got a homeopathic hit of the day. And uh, Kimberly, I just wanted to show everybody uh, how good looking you are. Oh, so please. that, you know, if anybody's out there, do you, do you do the Nurse Freedom Network dating app or anything? Like you that? think we could do something? Like I think it would be great. It. I yeah. think we should. People, nurses are popular, especially when they go holistic. Uh, and there might be somebody out here that's eligible in the audience. I just, yeah, I didn't mean to be playing that's a like good idea. matchmaker. But I'm trying to be like a visionary, but Robert Scobell has all the good I'm ideas. looking out for Kimberly. Yeah, she's a sweetheart you. and she's got probably, a good heart. We could probably fund the organization that way. Uh, true. Yeah. Well, there was, what did we do? We, there was a, a, a non-jab dating app that they got banned and then they've gone online. Do you remember that, Super Don? We did that recently. Yeah, that was a while ago. I can't remember what the. Somebody will remember the name. What the name of, of that was. <laughs> but it's a whole whole thing. Was it the know. injected or something? It, unjected, yeah, wasn't it? Unjected? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds familiar. Have you talked to them? Briefly at Briefly. the reawaken, I think. The reawaken yeah. thing? Okay, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So we have a question of the day from Yolanda. So shall we do that real quick? And Kimberly can chime in on anything that we cover here today. So that's fine. Yolanda. Okay. Yes. What? Hello, Robert Superdon and Kimberly. What do you recommend to prevent glaucoma and cataracts? Thank you for your help, Yolanda. Now, has anybody come in and talked to the nurses group about eye health at all? Well, no, but we've got Dr. Urso coming in today. Who is a, Richard Urso. Richard Urso will be yeah. in, his, uh, in the air right now. Mm. And Richard Urso actually just found that I have cataracts. No way. Yeah. Really? I can't see a damn thing. So he, he looked can in I your eyes. Oh, yeah, you can say that. No, I must yeah. say the other way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we're all adults. Well, no, we're not all adults here. We no. got some kids in the in the broadcast mm -hmm. watching. But uh, so in terms of my version of how do you take care of your eyes, it's not a lot different than how you take care of your general health because we've got uh, chronic, systemic, and sometimes localized inflammation. Remember, we just had a uh, on our Zoom AMA, Super Don. Remember, we had the man who had a, he called it a stroke in his eye. Right. There was a, a, an element of blood flow to the eye that was lost mm -hmm. specifically. It was Tom. And he Tom. That's right. Thank you. And 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 of all the places it hit, it hit there. And so he's having trouble with his vision. So we've got a vasculature that could have been impacted any particular area in his body, but it happened to be there. And I think it often is a God thing at that point that the body or God says, all right, we're not going to kill this guy. We're going to wake him up. We're going to cause a little bit of, uh, you know, it's not going to be great, but you're not going to be totally dysfunctional. So in that context, the, the vasculature feeds everything. If it bursts in one area or it's blocked in one area, then that area is going to uh, become very problematic and harmed. So I'd say blood flow plays a role. So for me, the cardio miracle does play a role in eye health that if we don't have adequate vascular uh, delivery to all of the eye, the tissue is going to be impacted. It'll be inflamed. It could develop abnormally. 
talking regeneration. And what are the minerals needed for regeneration? As far as, far as connective tissue, silicon and copper are two keys. They're not the only ones, but those are other things I throw out. And, and our homeopathic hits of the day included remedies for the eyes. Remember euphrasia, eyebright, and there are other things to do. So anyway, you want to add anything to that? No, but I, want to, I should have been writing it down so I could see okay. here my cataracts. Well, yes, there are some yeah. things. Sometimes you have to resort to a surgical procedure where they do that. I may be coming down to that. But uh, I'm hoping that Richard gives me a discount. Do you know Brian Artis, Dr. Artis? I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. So yes. one of his friends I met at, at the Healing for the Ages event, uh, a lady, and I think she's from Houston. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Do you know, she's so funny. She's an Indian lady. Yes, yes. And she's yes. got an eye health person. I want to get her, her on the show. And I, I would ask her the question, too, yeah. as well. So, all right. Nice. Hopefully that's helpful. Selenium, selenium, selenium also plays a role. And now what we know with the folium PX, uh, heavy metals, ionizing radiation can affect eyesight as well and the eye health. So consider the folium products as well. Uh, who's asking that? Yolanda? And oh, that's Fal where I would go. Our friend over there. Bobbery's right, right there. Bobbery's yeah. Right there. I gotta go say hi. Yeah. Good guy. So do we have another question of the day coming in? This one? Oh, go full screen on that. Thank you. This is from Bill. Hi, guys. I heard your guest speaking about plastics and the fact that the plastics are in the fish we eat. I forget who was that that, that mentioned that the other day. I purchased my fish from the Alaskan waters. My question is, fish no are fish no longer safe to eat? Hmm. Any, any comment on that? I don't eat fish. You don't eat fish? Do you still eat, uh, 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 like, refined danishes and gas stations? You've told it on this show. It's okay. I you have, don't have to tell I have it again. Told that <laughs> I, I just, I think it's funny and scary all at the same time that she's at the gas station about to get one of those things, and then she hears my voice in her head. I do. I'm like, I didn't mean to do that. That was not my intent. But however it worked, and she doesn't eat that garbage anymore. I try not to. I just, I'm trying to be so good because I hear Robert's voice in my head. Or <laughs> I, can't so even, I can't even chew a piece of gum. He's like, why don't you just chew a chemistry set? Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so right. Go back to chem high school chemistry. Take those chemicals. Just start eating them. Uh, Kim says, oh, Beamer, yes, the PMF, Matt, is good for eye health. So, again, the, the condi conditions that you can address with energetic uh, remedy, so to speak. That's a good, good point. So thank you. Yeah. Kim says it's a, a nutrient deficiency. I agree. I mean, there's a lot of things that we try to do better, but over a lifetime, it begins to manifest when the stores are really depleted. Uh, so we've got to look to remineralize for sure. So the question of fish and plastics comes to something called microplastics. Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. Like everything is made and, and covered in plastic. And eventually, where does it end up going? Through us, out, and into the oceans. And so even the fish are now, they're, they're finding out that they have microplastics in their system. So when you eat them, you get more. Now, the question is, do the benefits of eating wild-caught ocean fish, are they outweighed by the plastics and or even mercury that may be contained in them? Now, in the context of, of fish that have mercury, obviously, you don't want to be eating things that are right on the shoreline where, you know, particularly in heavy industry where there is a lot of mercury toxicity. And that's an extreme. But there is a bioaccumulation of metals on up the chain in the oceans. So sharks, for instance, are known to have a lot of mercury. Tuna, a lot of mercury. These are higher the level predators. Fish I eat. Which ones? Tuna. Tuna. Yeah. So but the good news about tuna coming from wild caught sources in the ocean is that they're also high in selenium. And selenium binds the mercury. So you can kind of have the benefit as well and not so much the detriment. However, uh, it doesn't mean ignore that and do other things because we do to bind mercury and heavy metals. But the plastics are another issue. We don't have a normal, natural, easy way to bind plastics because these are petrochemicals 
that didn't exist in the form that they were in before man went, oh, look, oil. Let's do all this stuff with organic chemistry and make this mm-hmm. stuff. So we have an accumulation issue. Some of this is xenoestrogenic, which is impacting, you know, the hormones. Mm-hmm. And we talked about awesome. a lot with testosterone with Dr. Mark Richards yesterday, or is it the day before? Did you ever have Dr. Mark Richards? No. Do I need to He was at him? the Health Freedom Expo. He's all about testosterone, and uh, he's a good guy. He was at the Health Freedom Expo. But, yeah, fascinating discussion. But all of these things impact endocrine function, which impact everything. So if we are eating fish that have microplastics, I mean, look, you can eat this for this for uh, was it for John or who? Uh, if you're oh, David's here from uh, uh, this was the giving tree oh, area. Yeah, my lunch is here. <laughs> you got your lunch. Yeah. So even the good organic healthy. clean foods that we think we're eating, even vegetarian sources are not as pure as they once were. Does this mean? Well, just you can't eat anything. No, we have to find a way through it despite all the environmental degradation. We hopefully make more conscious choices about going cleaner and cleaner and then counteracting the things we can't mm-hmm. counteract fully because they're everywhere. Like glyphosate, Dr. Judy Mikovits introduced me to the NRDMG lozenges, the dimethylglycine. And so I'm doing these lozenges everywhere, every day, become a counter strategy to the inadvertent exposure to glyphosate that you can't fully. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. So in that same case, uh, we've got to figure out and navigate our way. And if you guys haven't figured out, pray about this stuff too. It's not just about mental construct. You could be guided from above or from within by God if you're not sure and you think, oh, I'm not smart enough to know because I haven't been trained like Kimberly or Robert and whatever. It's like, no, it's beyond that. Your ability to know what's right and wrong is existing within you because you are a creation of the most holy, the most high, the most powerful. That's God. And that means you have access to all knowledge in a moment when you need it. That doesn't mean be lazy and don't study either. That's not what I'm saying, but there's a reliance that we have abandoned on that connection to the, the divine is my point. So I've talked enough, Kimberly, it's your turn. I was going to tell you, I got to go. I have to go back to my nurse program. Well, I did. I did steal you from it. <laughs> so thank you for me. coming by. Absolutely. Thank you. Nurse Any, Freedom anytime, Network. Even though he's Nurse Freedom Network and remnant nursing. Remnant nursing. Um, we love you, Robert Scott Bell. And text and, me and I'll show up for you. Yes. Yeah. I my nurses wait. are looking forward to it. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Love it. So that's Kimberly Overton on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Even as she complained to me about what side she was on. We still love her. (laughs) That will not stop it. So anyway, thanks, Kimberly, for being here. All right. We'll see you at the Nurse Network soon. Now, uh, we did the question of the day, the question of the day, and we're about ready for a homeopathic hit of the day, are we not? Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day. Right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's right. The homeopathic hits keep on hitting. Today, another metal we're going to cover as a homeopathic remedy, Zincum Metallicum. Zincum Metallicum. Wouldn't that be a great uh, name for like a rock band, Zincum Metallicum? Do you like that? I think that would be kind of cool. I, Super Don, I, I apologize. I need you to talk about this this picture zinc because the electricity I thought I had, I just lost, and I'm about to, to lose power on this thing, and we've got six minutes to go, and I do not want to lose the power. You're going to lose power? Stand by. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm looking. I'm like, where's the power? It's not here. Oh, crap. Stand by. Okay. Stand by. All right. Well, on that note, here's, here's our, our AI picture for Zincum Metallicum today. I'm having fun putting these together every day. Um, hopefully, I, well, I don't know. I guess we may have a short show today. <laughs> if it isn't one thing, it's another. 
I know the last last couple of remotes that he did, they turned the lights yeah. out, and suddenly everything got dark. Oh. Homeopathic hitman, yes, Jim, center uh, spotlight over on Rumble, chiming in there. What do we got going all over here on uh, Kim Mountjoy? Sun gazing brings eye health. You know, it's funny because that's it's kind of counterintuitive. Because, you know, when we were growing up, our parents always said, don't look at the sun. Stop looking at the sun. You're going to go blind, right? But apparently, I guess there's a way you can do it where you can do sun gazing. Maybe you don't look directly yeah. into the sun when you sun gaze. I don't know. <laughs> I, I we've, never t- right. we've never talked about sun gazing. We haven't yet. But I like to do it at, 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 like close to sunset. Yeah. I do that. All right. When it can, so, when does hurt your eye. All right. So back to Zinc and Metallicum. Thank you for bearing with me. I just looked and I was like, holy crap. We have no energy. We have no power. So uh, speaking of the sun, so we're plugged in temporarily. And apparently if they get caught, they're going to try to charge, try to charge me half a million dollars to do it. Oh, cool. So zinc and metallicum is the homeopathic remedy. It is a metal. Uh, it is made from zinc, pure zinc. And you have to uh, triturate it in a, a, a mortar and a pestle, you know, that kind of thing, because it's not zinc is not necessarily water soluble as a metal. Uh, so that's another thing to consider here. But you eventually are able to dilute it in, in water at a certain point into a homeopathic medicine, serial dilution and succussion. So key characteristics of zinc. Remember, these are brief hits. These are brief homeopathic hits. They're much more comprehensive at, in the Materia Medica. Uh, zinc and metallicum often used for conditions like restless leg syndrome, neuralgia, and weakness. When we talk about the mental aspects, individuals needing zinc and metallicum may experience nervous exhaustion, fidgeting, uh, memory issues, right? So uh, this is a you know critical part of the consideration when we're dealing with zinc and metallicum as a remedy. Now, primary uses, just uh, nervous system disorders are all over in the Materia Medica, effective for dealing with re- even restless leg syndrome where you think more magnesium or magphos, but hey, zincum plays a role, zinc metallicum. Uh, neuralgia, uh, other nerve-related issues, including sense of taste and smell. You've heard of, of course, the zinc issue uh, with uh, the loss of smell, for instance, and taste. Restlessness, used for physical and mental restlessness, particularly when an individual feels exhausted yet still fidgety. And connective tissue issues, I add into this. You can see one of the indications is for bleeding gums and loose teeth. I mean, that's a pretty extreme circumstance, but zinc does play an important role in repair of tissue, although it does so in the presence of copper. All right. So that'll be a hint when we talk about complementary remedies. So scroll on down here. Potencies, low potency, 6X, 10X, 12X, 12C, 30C, whatever. Use the lower potencies more frequently for acute conditions and more mild restlessness or nerve pain or other issues. Uh, When you go into the medium and high uh, potencies tend to be, you know, cared for by a homeopath. Uh, that can work with you on that for more chronic nervous system disorders or severe restlessness. And uh, then we go to the complementary remedies, others that, that might make sense when you hear a little bit about zincum metallicum as a remedy. And yeah, a lot of you have probably already thought of it. How about magphos, magnesia phosphorica used with zinc or after zinc for lingering symptoms of nerve pain or restlessness, you know, uh, twitching, things like that. And then another remedy you might not think of automatically complementary to this is califosphoricum. And this is also indicated for nervous exhaustion and memory issues. And then I add in there cupra metallicum. It makes sense because, you know, the copper zinc relationship and that energetically impacts connective tissue and even vascular support for regeneration. So magphos, caliphos and cupra met could be complements in this case to zincum metallicum. 
Now, it's safe as a homeopathic remedy, but if you're uh, so, uh, self-prescribing for chronic or severe conditions, I please consult with someone who can help you. I don't want you to get in over your head. And uh, concluding, our homeopathic hit of the day is versatility. As always, these zinc uh, metallicum, like any homeopathic remedy, is not just about one thing, it's about many things particularly effective for the nervous system disorders, restlessness, right? So keep plugging into the Robert Scott Bell Show two hours a day, five days a week live, an additional Sunday hour to do our Sunday conversations for enlightening dives into the world of natural medicine, natural healing, and yes, homeopathy through our homeopathic hit segment. Remember, this is educational purposes only. We're not intending to diagnose, treat, cure, or replace your doctor if you have one or want one. We're here to bring that power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. And that just means reminding you of it because it exists within you right now. And uh, I'm grateful and honored to be able to share that with you and, and occasionally travel around the world to remind people in person as well. So thank you for being here. And uh, we've got a couple of minutes before we wrap up. And I guess I'll have a little bit of a bonus round time with you until they come and try to unplug me. I didn't realize that uh, I wasn't running on electricity. It was all battery up until this point. So uh, there you go, Super Don. How do we do? Zinco Metallicum, homeopathic hit of the day. All right. Is that the first metal that we've done? You know, I don't know. It's possible. We haven't done Mercurius, have we? I don't think we've done Mercury no, yet. I don't think so. Yeah. No. And we, have we done uh, iron? Uh, let's see. Ferrum? Have we done ferrum phos? Iron? Phosphate? No? I don't know. We're, we're like over 30 of them now. I can't even remember. Yeah. Wow. We're probably yeah, in like 35, amazing. between 30 and 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, well, that went by fast. It did, didn't it? Oh, and, and at, right on cue. Right on the, cue. The dogs bark at that point, and so you Who's have here? to. Well, should we should we take a moment and do a short? Again, it's going to be short, right? The uh, homeopathic hit we got through. What what is Super Don reaching for? A grandbaby, a grandkid? Oh, look at that! Oh, look how big she's getting. That's Riley. Riley is getting so big. She is. That is amazing. Are you embarrassed? Riley, looking great. Look at All the right. camera. So everybody can see. There she Hi, goes. Riley. Big girl. She's in kindergarten. Hey. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's take a quick pause. We're going to do a shorter uh, bonus round because Super Don has to go get fitted for a tux, and uh, I'll run out of I'll run out of power plugged in behind me. Don't tell anybody I plugged in. <laughs> so that's all that's I got first. to say. So let's do a all quick right. uh, pause. And say thanks to everybody that's joined us today on the show. We had some surprise guests. Dr. Brownstein was fun. We had Kimberly Overton. Uh, we had Scott Scherner, his daughter, uh, Sierra. And uh, who else did we have on, on the first hour? Jonathan Otto, of course. That was cool. So thank you all yep. for being here. Please share the show. Join us as a patron supporter as well. We have our AMAs every month. We haven't determined when that will be in November yet. We'll look at that and get back to you. But in the meantime, quick pause, 60 seconds back for the bonus round because the power to heal is yours. So far, so good. Uh, we're safe from the electricity police for another few minutes. Uh, <laughs> so I, when you say, what do you mean by electricity police? Well, when you go to trade shows, often they will charge you for everything, everything, carpet, drape, table, whatever. And some of them will charge for uh, electricity, too. Even though there are normal plugs right behind me, they, they say if you plug into them, you owe us like 400, 500 bucks or something. What? So, yeah, I know. That's the For electricity? Yes, exactly. That's how they gouge. How you. much That's electricity how does a laptop computer use? Right. It would probably be measured less than a, uh, on the cents scale, right? C yeah, less than a dollar for. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
Well, the Wi-Fi okay. is free. I'll give them that uh, because we're connected through the hotel Wi-Fi, and we did pretty well today, I think. Surprisingly for hotel Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, it's getting more efficient. But, again, the electricity thing I was not aware of, uh, but normally, you know, they know I have to broadcast here, so I'll have to talk to Stu and Terry about that because I want to do a, a Sunday conversation as well. That means I have to stay plugged in and record for Sunday. But Either that or you have to charge your laptop all the way up. Yeah, Again, you, could probably yeah. get, you could probably get through an hour. Okay. Yeah, that's we did, true. We did two hours. So yeah, it's true. We did. We got almost to two hours before I drove out. And, and this Vosscaster two super Don that you connected yep. me with, yep. dude, this is so much better. Check this out. This little thing. Yep. It's yep. so efficient and clean and easy to use way better than the Scarlet uh, things that I was using before. I'm just so thrilled that it, you know, it took me how many times did those things have to crap out before I was like, Oh, I finally got to do something about this. So that's good technology, my friend. That was that's been yeah, working. good. Yeah, yeah. I have limited experience with it, but it was good. Yeah, I, I recommended that for somebody else, and they they had a good experience with it as well. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Super pleased. So it's amazing uh, the technology, right? Compared so, to what yeah. it was like years ago when Jeez, we were doing this man. kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm loving it. You can stick it all in a laptop bag now. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, so Rod, all right. Rod, someone named Rod in the chat room mm -hmm. at our at our website says, "Super Don, any comments on IP3?" Could have broad effects for Oregon animal care and abuse. Do you know anything about that? Is that a IP3? IP3? Is that like a, a legislative action, IP-3? Broad effects on Oregon animal care and abuse. Do you, you know anything about that? It's an uh, Oregon question um, from Rod. So. No, I don't. I don't know anything about that. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, why don't you sit down here for a second? Got another. So I got to run, though. Yes. No, I, I know you got to run, but just put me on the single shot and I'll continue. But quickly say hi to this guy before you run, if you don't mind. Well, look, look who it is. Yeah. So let's say hi to it's John. It Hewlett, and hey, there he is. Cardio oh, hey. Miracle. Great. And Cardio. there's Super Don. He's hey. got Cardio me. Miracle. We're all we're, this is my Cardio Miracle fast. Yeah. Hey, that's mine. Oh, Get hey, right. so, hey. so Super Don's got to go get fitted for a tux for his daughter's wedding coming up. Perfect. The yeah. uh, five day fast will do it just fine, Don. <laughs> <laughs> five day what, Cardio what Miracle this? fast. You'll drop a couple. You'll drop Dude, one I or two of those studs in the front. Look at my, my shirt's kind yeah, of falling them again. off on me now. So that's Man. great. Well, it's good to be with you. We're excited to be here in uh, wherever we are, Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix. It's awesome. Hard to know. Yeah, we only had an hour delay on my flight, so that's good news. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, and then I guess we're out on the town. I've gotten recruited for something else. I said, no, i got to go with Robert. So Yay. Yay. So, so real quick, Super Don, I don't even know how to end the show without you. What do I do? Do you see the end stream button up in the right-hand corner? Uh, no, I know how to do that, but the the, the, the closing bed. You usually oh, you want to you want to get fancy, huh? Yeah, I don't want to just. Get, you get, I guess I don't even need to like do this anymore. Huh? Just, just, no, yeah, you're very dispensable. It appears. I totally apparently so. We're working apparently on a robot. So. We're working on a robot. Robot super dog. Right. Trouble is, they can't find something that we can put a face like that. <laughs> on. Artificial intelligence <laughs> robot. So yeah, uh, exactly. You see where it says Mickey friendly deal. twelve new. Yeah. All right, and you see the the there's the button that turns it on, and the one in the middle expands it to right. full screen. Yes, yes. So when you're yes. done for the show, you just hit the expand full screen button on it. Boom. Okay. And it will Bye. play. I'm going to turn the volume down to where it needs to be, right there. Okay. And then when it Perfect. and then when it ends, then you hit yeah. the end stream. Okay, I can do that. Okay, awesome. so Superon, okay. go get your tux. All right, and make it fit. Make it make fit. It fit. Make yeah. it good. Make it really good. Don't don't get one of those baggy ones with ruffles. Okay, that's right. I'm gonna dress you like a potato chip. 
Okay. All right. Happy trip. All right. See you guys later. See you, Super D. Right. Thanks. So, John Hewlett is only an hour late. That's not only bad. Only an hour late and a dollar short. A few did, dollars short. About five million short. Did you have probably. to fly on one of those airplanes that you're not sure if it can take off? Well, we actually, I'm, I'm actually, just, I'm biting the bullet and moving to Delta. Yeah. I've always, I've been flying Southwest for years, but last few times it's getting kind of bizarre with the uh, seat selection stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, I've probably made the... Going mainstream. Oh, man. Delta. All right. Well, Until we'll I can buy it. my own plane. Yeah, well, exactly. So and we then, need more then we fly miracles, everywhere so together. We can fly everywhere together. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be Get amazing. Robert around. So yeah. it's good. But so, it's all good. Everything's uh, great. Just got back from Montana late last night. Flew, right. Flew from Salt Lake to Janet's Phoenix. Janet's still there here. hanging out with the grandbabies. Yeah. Janet's right. down there with her four great, uh, wonderful grandchildren. She's mm-hmm. thrilled to be with them. And she has a little uh, two-year-old uh, Down syndrome grandson. That's mm. the cutest thing you ever oh, saw. Oh my goodness! It's only about this big. He's yeah. just a cute little thing, and so it's, it's great for her to be with him. So nice. We're excited for it. But great, uh, great stuff going on. We're ha- you know we had a great customer appreciation sale. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna you're have doing some a good uh, Black uh, Friday stuff. You doing a webinar with Judy Mikovits? I saw some announcements about that. I believe so. Judy's yeah. great. Yeah, Judy's She's here. Best, yeah. And uh, I did a talk this morning. Judy was there. She's always taking notes on everything. She's so smart because she learns all the time. As much as she knows, she's always like, I want to learn more. Right. I love that about One her. One other thing that's yeah. exciting, I don't know if I sent you, but we need to, you need to get it from Elizabeth or whoever. The, uh-huh. We did a Dr. Northrup and a Dr. Avery Jackson interview. Okay. One of the best ever. Oh, super. I really, want to see really that. Good. It talks about the uh, Dr. Avery talking about doing brain surgery for 16, 17 hours. He no longer has the tremors, the fatigue. Wow. He's a, he, and I said, well, well, last thing I want is a brain surgeon that's tired. Right, right. Because he's exactly. finishing up my surgery. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that every surgeon should take Cardio Miracle. Uh, agreed. To help them uh, retain their clarity, their, you know, their... Uh, stamina mm-hmm. and uh, the thought process so that's exciting stuff now you're going to be presenting here you're talking yeah tomorrow morning i guess nine o'clock okay so. that means i'll be introducing you that'll be great yeah and i'll probably be calling you right back up to talk to me some more. <laughs> that's true now are we you gonna... probably need to get keith on here keith sometime. hasn't been on right you, yeah you need to have keith to, on. on you're gonna love having keith's keith. Awesome. he can talk he can talk the shop and, and flex the arms I he's know. got the biceps right man. yeah i'm, I'm working right on it so uh, as far as uh, like, uh, are you sponsoring a luncheon? Where we, we're sponsoring the luncheon tomorrow, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we want you to be a, a part panel. of that as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. So we'll do a presentation there and so talk, if, talk about why uh, Cardio Miracle is about 100 times better than Super Beats and things like that. Yeah. If you want to learn about the stuff, come on down to Phoenix. We are at the Phoenix Hilton at the peak yeah come meet november us. november 3rd 4th and 5th are you going to be here all tomorrow, three days or Sunday? just tomorrow yeah. yeah no i'm leaving monday we're going to talk to ed groups uh go see, oh, his, go right. see his lab yeah. on monday for fun so that'll so, be great so tonight we're going to be at the giving tree restaurant giving tree and brian artist and me and uh judy and and everybody else doug and all and i'll be speaking there and we'll have great organic food which is great. amazing great and uh, we'll look well, forward can, to hanging out we there, We can beat too. up on Brian Artis together. That'll of course. Be good. Be good. We'll I, get him. I've never really even talked to Brian. You will this time. I know. Well, yeah. Stan's talked to him, but I haven't talked to him. But, we will get no, to it. No, it's great. Well, these are great, great people. I hope this is a successful event. I, I hope they get a good turnout. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep cranking it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. And so grateful to John Hewlett, what he's brought to all of us, how he's improved 
my vasculature that I thought was already awesome, but no, it's gotten awesomer, <laughs> right? Running around you circles know, with these even, kids. Even perfection can be better. Yeah, exactly. It's hard, it's hard to imagine, but it's true. So we're having fun. So thank you all for being here. Love you all. Mom's watching. Hi, Mom. Thanks for being here. Leslie, everybody, my wife back home, kids, whatever. You guys, it's going to be great. I'm going to sneak outside where it's like 80-something degrees. It's beautiful out sunshine. there. It's a little better than where I came from in the mountains. I'm going to yeah. go get some vitamin D in the meantime. Absolutely. And we'll figure it out. We'll so, see you tomorrow. See so you tonight. Tonight, Same yeah. Night. And come on down and meet John Hewlett as well as all of our other friends that are here. Let me see if I can do this, what Super Don said I should do to end the show. God bless you all. Thank you for being here back Sunday with a new conversation. And then uh, who knows what happens next week. But we keep bringing that power to heal back where it belongs and have fun doing it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, my brother.